Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. You demonized immigrants got his election no, 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 to no, no. try I to want keep them I want them to come into the country but they have to come in legally on the Russia investigation are you concerned that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax are you that's enough put down the mic you are a rude terrible person you shouldn't be working for CNN In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either. I do think they're trying to, to shut us down to some extent inside the White House press corps. I and mean, I never thought in this country that I, I wouldn't be able to go and cover the president of the United States simply because I was trying to ask a question. I doubt it. You are fake news. Very fake news. Skag three over he is. Get your blood fashion back out of here. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. You can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Took a week away. I feel like I retired or something. I feel rusty. I feel like I don't know what to do with uh, with making this show. So we'll see how this yeah. goes. We did have a show last Sunday. So I, I don't know. know why it feels like it's been so long. It's because we didn't have a Colin show. Yeah, and that's the last YouTube thing I did. And um, you know, when YouTube is basically my daily everything, when I step away for a week and don't talk about any of the week's news, I come back to do the show at the end of the week. And I'm like, oh my God, we'll There's never so fit all much. this stuff in it, especially during an election week. No it's going to be a long show, guys. I think. So we'll we'll try to fit as much of it as we can in. I had to cut some stuuff I wanted to talk about just because there's not going to be time. But the midterms are now behind us. Uh, so um, looks like we're going to have some congressional gridlock now. Who won, who lost, uh, what to expect during the next two years, and just what in the hell is going on in Florida. We'll go through all of that. I still don't think I understand fully what in the hell is going on in Florida. Shenanigans. Now yeah. summarize. Uh, a shooting leaves a dozen dead at a country music bar in Thousand Oaks, California. It's outside of L.A. There's a lot of mystery remaining in this case, but we'll piece together what we know. Uh, Antifa goes after Tucker Carlson's home this week. And uh, I've seen the footage of a gang of frail men telling him they know where he lives and they know where his family sleeps at night. I don't know whether to be pissed off or laugh at them, frankly. I think certainly it's fortunate that nothing happened to Tucker's family, but I think arguably it's more fortunate for those that band of goons that none of them were shot in the face. I know. Oh, my God. It's pretty ballsy, I got to yeah. say. I don't think that they realize that a lot of these people are armed. Although maybe not in D.C. area. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not, but uh, we'll take a look at what was going on there at Tucker's house. Uh, I can't believe this news is buried this far down in the stack here, but the Attorney General of the United States resigned at the request of the oh, president. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that was this week. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Sessions out. Trump names a successor as the Mueller investigation winds down. And of course, this is hugely controversial because why wouldn't it be? Trump did it. 
we will uh, break down what's reasonable and what's noise. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of noise, I think, in how this is developing. Plus, you heard it there in the intro. I'm going to save this for later in the show because I don't want to make Jim Acosta making himself the headline of the week to be like our headline of the week. Yeah. I think this whole story, this whole story has gone so crazy to me. Like Jim Acosta is being the usual idiot that he is. And then this descends into sort of, I might, I might make some people mad by saying this, but this whole debate about whether he karate chopped her arm or not, it, it reminds me of Michelle Fields. I feel I like know, this they is did Michelle the right Fields thing 2.0. In the way. Yep, I agree. Oh, so yet again, we'll break down footage of, you know, whether or not a, a female was grasped too harshly or not. We'll see what, uh, what, what's um, behind all this. I think that that debate about whether there was like physical assault involved or not sort of obscures what's important here, which is like, what are, what are the rules of journalistic ethics at a press conference and what should be the rules about it, whether a president revokes a, a security clearance to the White House or not? You How know? much grandstanding is allowed? Yes. <laughs> On the Acostian scale. <laughs> How much grandstanding is permitted before we revoke your right to be exactly. there? Um, plus, uh, hoax hate, a, a confirmed hoax hate to close the show. And it's been a little bit, but once again, the, we have a nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. I know. In Didn't Melbourne. I say like last week, like it's been a while, hasn't it? I, I say Melbourne, but of course to our Melbourne. Australian listeners, our Australian constituency, it is Melbourne. Australia, Melbourne. And of course, we will take super chats uh, via YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because of course we are no good low down. Money grabbers, uh, it'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com if you want to take the show on the go in the audio format if you prefer you can do that with the links in the description wherever you find your podcast you can find us apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked there for you before we get uh, into the meaty topics some announcements and some quick stories to take a look at uh, first and foremost happy veterans day i know we have uh, somewhat of a uh, military listenership or of, of active duty or even um uh, retired uh, military personnel. So to any and all who served, happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to your families as well on behalf of the show. Um, and then I don't know, have you, have you followed what's been going on with the, uh, the California fires? My gosh. Yeah, it looks like hell on earth. The it video is, uh, is totally horrifying. I, I've seen some video and uh, it, it doesn't, well, I mean, it, it all looks crazy, but the numbers I saw today really surprised me. So you you have these two fires in, uh, in Southern California, down near LA, I guess what's going on near, um, is it Malibu? That's pretty bad. And then uh, the city and, of paradise. Yeah. Yeah. There's this city in Northern California, North of Sacramento called paradise population, 27,000. I've not heard of it or been there before, but my understanding is this city is basically a total loss. The numbers right now are 25 dead from the fires. Most of them in the North, I think 23 of those in the North and 110 people missing. 110. Jeez. So uh, to anybody affected by the, the fires in California, our thoughts are with you. I hope, uh, hope this situation gets fixed uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, another... I can't even make jokes because there are fatalities about how this is God's <laughs> wrath or it's, anything like that. It's so bad, blonde can't even make poor, t- can't. poor taste jokes about it. That's how bad it's gotten. Yeah. So hopefully the situation improves. 
The uh, the call-in show has been on hiatus for two weeks, but it will return on Wednesday, uh, this Wednesday, the 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll catch up with you guys then if you want to participate in the call-in streams. And then um, I guess I guess you're speaking of hiatuses, hiati, hiatuses. You're taking yeah, a bit of a yeah. hiatus with your personal channel. I am. Uh, I probably should make a video about this because I don't know if a lot of people know but I um, have been working on another business because I want to get multiple income streams going. And I'm not as good as Skag at not reading my comments and doing all that channel maintenance. Like he's like, just don't, just don't read them. So I actually put my whole channel except for the podcast on private while I launch a different unrelated startup that has nothing to do with the channel or anything like that so that I can get multiple revenue streams going in case something happens to my channel. So it's kind of my, been my long-term plan for a while. And if you're a patron of mine, I um, charge per video. So you won't get charged while I'm doing this. It should probably be a, a few weeks tops, like a month yeah. or two. Yeah. You're not quitting. You're not, no, you're not deleting no, no, no. your channel. You're not stopping. No. Anything. And I'm already like sad about it. So like every night I'm like, maybe I should just unprivate <laughs> everything, but then I don't want to seem crazy. I don't want people to think I'm having like a mental health problem. You know, you're just being a digital prepper, basically. Exactly. That's exactly what you're trying to get ahead of the sensors that are coming for you. Yeah. All right. Well, and and just in case it's not clear, there's not going to be any impact on the on the podcast. We're going to keep doing our Sunday and Wednesday thing. That's not going to change. Always. Yeah. We're not we're not changing anything about where you find this show or what the content of this show will be. Did you see, uh, of course it was election week. Did you see Chelsea Handler's uh, unfortunate display of Blonde's disease? It's, uh, we've yeah. known it's terminal for her for some time. I'm surprised she survived as long as she has to this point. To people who might not be familiar, Blonde's disease is, of course, the unfortunate disease that happens to women who stay childless and single into their later years. Chelsea Handler being 43 and... Uh, and unfortunately, the poster girl for Blonde's disease, they start to do crazy things like Kathy Griffin and the rest of them. Yeah. As uh, was it Candace Owens who said, if you don't use your eggs, they scramble. And she was right. Yes. Well, we're about to watch them <laughs> scramble. This is Chelsea Handler naked on her Instagram account telling you to go vote. It's very important. You have to vote like your life depends on it. Vote. I'll be at Katie Porter's campaign headquarters. I'll be at Gil Cisneros campaign headquarters today. And we will be at, uh, I'll be at UC Irvine. this Okay. (laughs) I mean, she's the Uh, hottest 70 year old I've ever seen. Yeah. All things considered. But I guess what is it that makes a 43 year old woman want to appear? I, I should say nearly naked, not quite naked. But why so would she? Why? why would you think that's appealing? I, I and don't then she it. didn't even tie it into anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know? I'm appearing at these places. Find me. Let's put it this way. Find me the person who was persuaded, who otherwise would not have voted, right? Uh, who did vote because of her nude posting on Instagram? I'd like to interview this person. I'd like yeah. to understand this person's way of life. I wasn't going to vote until naked Chelsea Handler reminded me to. Okay. Probably shouldn't be voting if that's, that's you. That's just so cringy. Like, put it away. Like, yeah, you look good for your age, but talk, talk, talk. You always yapping this one. We mentioned briefly last week, it might have been through Super Chat or something else, but we had mentioned that Saturday Night Live was facing some controversy because they chose yeah. to rip on this um, this this uh, Navy SEAL vet who lost his eye to an IED in Afghanistan. Did and he do three tours too? 
He did three tours, yeah. And now he's a congressman-elect. This guy's name is uh, Dan Crenshaw. And I guess I don't watch Saturday Night Live because it hasn't been funny for a long time. But, of course, they have their weekend update news bit, their kind of satire news bit. And Mm -hmm. Pete Davidson shows up. And I guess he has a bit that I've not seen before. It's called First Impressions or something like that. And he basically takes a look at pictures of people and makes jokes like on a first impression basis. Oh, this person looks like that, looks like this, looks like that. Well, last week before the election, he did one about politicians or candidates and Dan Crenshaw came up and Pete Davidson offered this joke about Dan Crenshaw last weekend. This guy's kind of cool, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yo, hold on. Uh, you may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in, in war or whatever. Whatever. Uh, now, predictably, that did not go over well with a you know, variety of people. And, uh, and I was actually very encouraged by Dan Crenshaw's response to this, because, of course, this is a great opportunity to be outraged and demand an apology. Right, and demand, right. you know, pressure advertisers to pull out of Saturday Night Live. And basically... I don't know if it would be from the right, because I would like to think that support for our veterans, especially combat wounded veterans, would be a bipartisan issue. But in today's political climate, I guess that's a conservative value. Anyway, I don't want to go social justice warrior and adopt their tactics because a, a joke hurt me or whatever, you know. Uh, but, um, but, but Dan Crenshaw, the guy who was targeted by the joke, did not do that. He actually... Um, In a statement to TMZ, he said, quote, I want us to get away from this culture where we demand apologies every time someone misspeaks. I think that would be very healthy for our nation to go in that direction. We don't need to be outwardly outraged. I don't need to demand apologies from them. They can do whatever they want. You know, they are feeling the heat from around the country right now. And that's fine. And I I thought, clap, clap, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your service. But thank you for upholding that kind of important yeah. American value. Also, a guy like that has some perspective. He's like, I got part of my face blown off. I don't give a shit what somebody is saying about yeah. me. You know, but I wish more people would do this. Just be like, yeah, does it even matter if my feelings are hurt? Like, who who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Some, some gangly looking lesbian says something like this about me. I don't care. Well, that, that was the irony is a lot of people responded with jokes and, and Crenshaw himself responded with some jokes. We'll get to that in a minute. But a lot of people responded with jokes about Davidson. Like, he looks like he has AIDS or something. And then people would... Double people, AIDS. People got mad and said, oh, he has an autoimmune disorder because apparently he does. Apparently he has some kind of illness. Well, what's different about making fun of Crenshaw for looking like a porn pirate or whatever he said, a porn hitman? They would say that it's because he voluntarily joined the military. That's what they would say. God. How about just everyone can make fun of everyone and you can decide if you like the jokes or not. I would like that rule better. And nothing's off limits, okay? Yeah. Now, to me, that I actually what I didn't like about that joke is because... I, at first, I thought maybe he just didn't know. Maybe he didn't know that, like, what happened to cause it that. It was okay until that second bit where I'm like, Ugh. he's like, yeah, yeah, no, you got it, you got it in war, war or whatever. Or whatever. And, like, mm. and Pete Davidson, that's his mm. name, right, Pete? Yeah. Um, his father died in nine eleven. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, and so you think that he would have some kind of perspective about duty and loss, but yeah. instead he's just this kind of like shithead that bangs yeah. whores and makes crappy jokes on a dying tv show it's like hmm. what are you contributing to society bro yeah 
So, but, but I, so I like the way Crenshaw responded. I think he handled that a plus, but I actually really liked the way Saturday night live responded too. Cause they circled back to this in weekend update last yeah. night. And well, Davidson, Pete Davidson did offer like a sappy, probably insincere apology because you're pressured to do that. And I'm never a fan of that. They brought on Dan Crenshaw to, I guess, accept his apology, but more importantly, offer some jokes about Pete Davidson. I actually really liked how this segment went. Here's how Saturday Night Live went last night. And what I'm sure was a huge shock for people who know me, I made a poor choice last week. (laughs) I made a joke about (laughs) Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. Dan? Dan Crenshaw, and on behalf of the show and myself, uh, I apologize. I mean this uh, from the bottom of my heart. It was a poor choice of words. Uh, The man is a war hero, and he deserves all the respect in the world. And if any good came of this, maybe it was that for one day, the left and the right finally came together to agree on something. That I'm a dick. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Dan Crenshaw, everyone, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for making a Republican look good. So we good? We're good. Apology accepted. Just keep breathing. And of course, his ringtone is Ariana Grande, which is a rip at Pete Davidson and his recent breakup. It would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound okay? I, I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I, I deserve it. All right, I'll do Please. One. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. (laughs) He looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. (laughs) He looks like Martin Short in the Santa Claus story. (laughs) By the way, one of these people was actually good on SNL. So I liked that. I thought that was great. I... Um, any distaste I had for the original segment was cleansed a little bit. And I think this was a great example showing if there's some idea, some speech that you don't like for whatever reason, isn't the better solution, more speech, better speech, add to the, to the, to the mixture of speech here. Don't, don't try to ban, don't try to censor, don't try to punish. Well, you can do one of two things. Don't get all butthurt. Yeah. Like, like this guy. You think he cares? Come on. I, I tuned out, like I said, I tuned out of SNL years ago because it hasn't been funny to me, but I'm not going to try to pressure people to change it to accommodate me and demand demand X, Y, and Z from them. Just exercise your choice to not watch it. Like, sure. everybody should. Sure. Yep. So that was very cool. I didn't like how this thing started, but I, I, am, I am actually very pleased about how it, uh, how it uh, turned out in the end. Yep. Well, are you ready for election results? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're the one who's going to have to explain Florida to me, but we'll get that we'll get to that in a minute. So, first we'll talk about the overall results here. Uh we'll begin with the Senate. So, as of now, as it stands, Republicans are are in control of 51 seats for the new uh for the new Senate starting next year. Democrats uh have 46 locked down. It looked a little rosier than this previously, but that but now some things are in contention. Um Republicans flipped Indiana, Missouri, North Dakota and tentatively Florida, although who knows what's going to happen there. They keep finding secret boxes of democratic votes under, you know, under, you know, in every basement uh every basement of Broward County apparently. But um, so the Republicans flip, uh, it looks like four Democrats flip Nevada and tentatively Arizona. That's maybe the upset or the, the surprise, I would say, of the entire Senate race is it looks like uh, Kristen Sinema is going to defeat 
Martha oh, McSally in I Arizona. I can't believe it. I mean, I made some predictions that were accurate, especially about the house. But this was one where I was like, McSally's got this in the... I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. it. And you know you know who did this? Mexicans. <laughs> well, I... Uh, this is pure speculation. I don't have evidence to support it, but I was wrong in my prediction. The two Senate races I got wrong were Heller in Nevada, which ended up being not close. What are the results here? It shows um, in the Washington Post. With like 5% um, or something? Right? Yeah, Rosen plus five. And the, the polling was like dead even. Mm. So I, I got Heller in Nevada wrong. I got Cinema uh, in Arizona wrong. So... She's such an airhead. How did this happen? But but I made my predictions on those based on the polling. The poll, All I'm saying is you have a couple states where the polling appeared to be a little off. You have a lot in favor of the Democrats. I'm just wondering, we also know there's a certain characteristic about demographics or the population of these states. I'm just curious about what might be happening in Arizona and Nevada. Oh, generally. say what you mean. Say I, it. I... I just, I have some questions about what's going on there. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, of course, survives in Texas, beating out Barely gone. Robert Francis O'Rourke. <laughs> I can't say Beto or Beto. I don't know what it's, so it's Robert Francis O'Rourke. Yeah, it's and, Robert. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really what it is. Beto. And, and John Tester, uh, my home state senator, survives in Montana, somewhat surprisingly, although I did see that one coming. Uh, basically, but when it's all said and done, Senate Republicans are going to hold a majority at something between 51 and 53 seats. So it's either status quo or something better. If Florida stays, oh, the other thing is there's going to be a runoff in Mississippi because nobody got over 50%. So it's going to be a runoff between Republican Cindy Hyde Smith and Democrat Mike Espy. That'll be on November 27th. Presumably that will go to the Republican, presumably, but we don't know for sure. So it's either status quo or better for the Republicans in the Senate. That's not bad in the midterm after, you know, in the first midterm of a new president. And especially because Ruth Bader Ginsburg is about to kick the bucket, which we'll talk we'll, about in a little bit. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, the House, of course, is the less rosy result if you are of conservative or potentially libertarian persuasion. But I'm actually not super upset about this. I'll, I'll uh, get into, uh, into why in a moment. But as it stands, Democrats hold 227 seat, seats, Republicans at 198. I think there are 10 seats still undecided, something in that neighborhood. Democrats, uh, so they're going to pick up, Democrats are going to pick up at least 32 seats, looking more like 37 when it's all said and done. That's not so bad. This is pretty much what I expected. Yeah. You, I mean, it sounds bad. Like, oh my gosh, you lost 37 seats. That sounds like but a lot. But historically, this is basically you know, par for the course. It's interesting. You look at this Gallup uh, report or this Gallup analysis from back in September. Here's the headline. Midterm seat loss averages 37 for unpopular presidents. I mean, they pegged this to the, basically the exact number given the Mm -hmm. president's popularity numbers. And just to um, give some more perspective on how these things have played out generally. uh, If you look at the mid, the first midterm of a new president in past presidencies, it's been much, much worse. 2010 for Obama he lost 63 House seats. 1994 for Clinton, he lost 53 House seats. 1982 for Reagan. You think of Reagan as a pretty popular president. 28 House seats. Losses on this scale almost always happen. Uh, the one exception I saw was, at least recent exception, was George W. Bush in 2002 picked up six House seats. But of course, you had 9-11. You had some sort of unique things going on there that maybe made right. him a very popular president, that sort of thing. At the time, at least. You know, post 9-11, 
everybody was kind of unifying as a country behind the president. So I could see how that would work in his favor. Now about the, uh, the lingering races here, I mentioned the Arizona Senate race as it stands right now, uh, or actually as of Saturday morning, is it, it's Kirsten. I want to say it correctly. Kirsten cinema, not Kristen. Okay. Kirsten cinema. She's leading the race against uh, Martha McSally, Republican Martha McSally, by around 20,000 votes. That's uh, 0.4%. McSally had led by a narrow margin in the days after Election Day, but cinema took the lead when ballots from heavily Democratic areas such as Maricopa County were counted. Uh, many people vote by mail, apparently, in Arizona, and those, um, those ballots mailed tight against the deadline are still being counted. I've seen reports saying as many as 200,000 votes remain to be counted in that race. So... Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe she'll pull it out, but I, I don't think so. Well, it, I guess it depends where they come from, because if there's 200,000 votes remaining and the difference is 20,000 votes um, right now, although this report in CBS has it more like 30,000 votes, the difference between them. as the There's all kinds of like similar but not exactly the same numbers right. reported around because it keeps being updated on basically a daily or hourly basis. But it looks like cinema's going to... Going to get uh, get the job in Arizona somewhat surprisingly. So the, you can uh, just shit all over your constituents. And as long as there are enough Mexicans yeah. in your community and a, a fair dose of voter fraud, you'll be okay. What did she say? She was the lady who said she understands why people join the Taliban or she's it's fine yeah, if people join the yeah. Taliban. But this was back in like 2003 or and something. And then she also said that like, what did she say about um, Arizonians being, being crazy or something like that? It was that. something she was speaking in Texas or something. And she, she yeah. was speaking at a state and she said that her state was a crazy state, something to that effect. Arizonians? The Arizonians? I don't know. I don't know what the, is it the denonym? Is that the term? Hmm. The uh, the Georgia governor's race is also at, at this time, I guess, undecided. Uh, so, Brian Kemp, the Republican gubernatorial candidate, is currently leading with a 50.3 or 50.3 percent of the vote. That is above the threshold necessary for runoff. So Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, we saw the media prop her up a lot because she'd be the first black female governor. It's always these firsts, you know. Yeah. But she's I guess the thinking there is if you if you keep counting till Kemp drops below the 50 percent threshold, even if he's above Stacey Abrams. Then there's a runoff, much like Mississippi, and you you do it again, basically. Uh, but right now he's got 0.2% above that threshold. Um, I'm not sure how many votes remain to be counted in Georgia, but vote totals must be certified in all in all Georgia counties by Tuesday evening. So we'll get an answer on this early in the week. Um, it's Arizonans, and she said the meth lab of democracy. That's Thank right. You, that's, 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 right. What that's what it was. The meth lab of democracy. And of course, whatever's going on in Florida. So as it stands right now uh, for the Senate seat, um, Republican Governor Rick Scott leads incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson by about 12,000 votes. That's 0.2%. Per Florida law, anything that is uh, any margin that is less than 0.5% triggers a mechanical recount. So that'll be happening. Originally, as far as the governor's race goes, originally Andrew Gillum, I think on Tuesday night, the night of the election, had conceded to Ron DeSantis. Right. Now, a whole bunch of Broward County bonus votes come in or whatever the hell's going on. And that race has tightened. DeSantis is leading Gillum by, I guess, about 33,000 votes, 0.4%. Gillum unconceded on Saturday. So he conceded, then he unconceded over the weekend. What is going on in Florida? Florida has a rich history of voter fraud, which we're going to talk about 
Yes. In a second. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about this book. Yeah. Oh, I I wanted, I just wanted to read Gillum's statement about unconceding really quick. I don't know that I've never heard, I've never seen this happen in politics, but, uh, we've learned in various parts of the state that there are still votes that are outstanding. You tell me you didn't know that when you conceded the race Oh, you've learned after that there are a lot of votes still outstanding. There's even still parts of the state uh or sorry there's even still in some parts of this state uncertainty around the total number of votes that are remaining to be cast incompetence well that's not even it yeah well or hyper competence depending on how conspiratorial (laughs) you want to get yeah yeah so Um, i i can't figure out what the hell is going on in this state so please do explain it to me so rick scott today uh, directly accused Bill Nelson of being a sore loser and said that he was trying to commit fraud to win the election uh, during this this recount. So he's filed two lawsuits against uh, elected officials in Palm Beach County, Broward County, and flagged them in, in engaging for fraud. And he alleges that they're hiding critical information about the number of votes mm. uh, that were cast and counted. So let's see, let me read the specific thing that he said about this, that they're unwilling to disclose records revealing how many electors voted, how many ballots have been canvassed and how many ballots remain to be canvassed. And he charges that the uncertainty raises substantial concerns about the validity of the election process. So I knew that they had done some shit in the past, especially Broward County. Um, And so I looked into what they had done in previous elections and it, it astonished me. It's like destroying ballots and stuff. Yeah, this Brenda Snipes in, uh, Brenda in Broward Snipes, County yeah. has apparently not She's been particularly Broward good County at her one job. Supervisor of elections. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see what's happened there. Uh, earlier this year, Scott's administration said it was monitoring Snipes' office after a judge ruled in May the county broke federal law by destroying ballots mm. in Debbie Wasserman Schultz's 2016 Democratic primary race against Tim Canova. Destroying ballots. Destroying ballots. What else but- did they do? I suppose after the election is all said and done, then they destroyed the ballots. I'm trying to think in what world the destruction of the ballots is like part of a normal process. And why are they still allowed to do this? Why has some senior government official not swept in to to take care of this? Why are they still allowed to, to, to exercise? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean when you say do this? Like what? Uh... To, no, they, they should be um, tight. Somebody should be overseeing this process because they clearly have a history of committing voter fraud. Yeah, and it seems like that's what Scott is after, right? He's after basically yeah, transparency yeah. and public accountability for this. Right. For this re- one, like what the hell's going on with the ballots that apparently are still being counted? And then two, yeah. to the extent they're triggering a recount, that that process will be transparent and verifiable by the right, public. Right, right. Um, yeah. So in August, a judge sided with Florida GOP in its challenge of how the county handled absentee ballots. Republicans mm-hmm. claimed Snipes' office was opening ballots in private preventing people from challenging if they were properly cast. So mm. it's not just, uh, you know, receiving the ballots. It's, it's their treatment. It's where they're opening them. It, mm. Okay. And then in 2016, Broward County violated the law when it posted early voting results online before the po- polls closed, which I didn't <laughs> think was so bad. But oh, that's early, really- early voting results. Not okay. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd imagine that if it's not, if there's not a law on it, it's got to violate protocol within there. Uh, I think within they broke their the law. system. Is they said, that they, said that it they like blamed it on some intern or something like that. They mm, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um in two thousand four, uh Snipes office had to scramble to send out new absentee ballots after it said fifty eight thousand voters did not receive them despite request requesting them. Okay. 
I'm sure in certain geographical regions. I, I'd be curious to break down. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, they were not letting party officials review uh, when they were reviewing ballots. They did not report on time. This is from Scott. We still don't understand how they went in these two counties and dramatically increased another 93,000 votes were cast or somehow they came up with 93,000 votes after election night. So there, was, it's my understanding they're supposed to count them all within a half hour. And then it just keeps uh, widening. And now and now apparently it's this 93,000 number, which I don't even know where this came from. What was the deal? I'm not I'm a little bit behind on this news, but wasn't wasn't Rubio or someone was tweeting out a bunch of people were talking about finding ballots like in a van or something like yeah, that. Have yeah. you seen anything? Yeah, I, I, I don't know all the details of and that. And then but I've I guess heard some the, accusations that they were uh, transported improperly, things like yeah. that. It's very suspicious, and they clearly have a history of doing this before. Snipes, who looks like Donna Brazil Light, by the way. <laughs> um, I yeah. just can't believe that she's allowed to be in charge of this. What an incompetent state. What a corrupt state. Yeah, I mean, I understand that sometimes, you know, if you have outstanding absentee ballots or military personnel voting overseas or other people voting overseas, you might have X amount of ballots outstanding. There might be certain deadlines that come into play. I understand how sometimes in a close election, it can take a little while after election day itself to count them. But in Broward County, everything I see just seems like it's it's there's a total lack of specifics and it's just kind of a shrug fest. Like, oh, oh, oh hey, what's the election result in uh, Broward County? Whoops, lost blonde. One moment. See if we can get her back. Stand by. Actually, you know what? I will hop into. Oh, nope. We got her back. I was going to hop into Super Chat while we lost you. Can you hear me? Uh, all right. That was just me accidentally clicking out of the Hangout. It wasn't a. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What were you saying? Top tier production value. I oh, know. I was about to. I was about to reference a cool meme or something, but <laughs> I feel like the entire election uh, in, process in Broward County is like that Zac Efron meme. You know, there's a lack of specifics. Like, what are the results in this county? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? All I know is it's going to benefit Democrats. That seems to be the one common thread. It's like, oh, we don't know exactly what's going on, but definitely it's a whole pile of Democratic mm-hmm. votes that we seem to be after or seem to be finding. Yeah, like, it's troubling. So uh, uh, some relevant uh, Florida deadlines to what to, to what to look for in terms of how this is going to be decided. Oh, wait, I wanted to mention what somebody said yeah. in the super chat that the um, the showing the early results. That's problematic. I don't, don't know why this didn't occur to me because it influences subsequent voting. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so because the margin between DeSantis and Rick Scott is within that 0.5 percent statutory threshold there's going to be a machine recount that's already underway as far as i understand machine recount results are due by 3 p.m thursday november 15th that is this thursday at that point the florida secretary of state and the division of elections will determine whether the returns of those results meet the statutory threshold for a manual recount if it's within 0.25 percent then the law requires a manual recount on november 20th the election canvassing commission will meet to certify the election results so in short we definitely won't know anything until thursday at the earliest probably um i suspect plenty of time to find some more magical votes yeah really check under the the unicorns hooves and you know <laughs> in this the is pots America. of gold this is some third world at, shit at the I end think. of the rainbow check all those yeah. spots you know God, this is just crazy to me 
Now, um, I saw when I when I turned on the news on Wednesday morning, I saw not necessarily the the number breakdown that that we just kind of went through, but the Today Show that I tuned into was just doing the 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 Pokemon got to catch them all diversity bit. They were so excited about the diversity of the elected candidates, not uh, not necessarily what policy preferences seem to be trending, not what the new Congress might mean in terms of its relationship with the president. Just how many. How many diversity Pokemon did we collect last This is night? a chilling video. More this chilling one, than the footage of the terrorist attack that we're going to watch later. Yeah, which is quite chilling, by the way. Uh, we'll check that out at the end of the show. But yes, here's the Today Show's coverage on um, Wednesday morning. A record-smashing number of women ran for office this year, resulting in historic wins for women in a year that galvanized them. No, this morning, a pink wave has washed over American politics. A record number of women, more than 100, elected to Congress. In the House, at least 30 women elected for the first time, and more than a dozen of them flipping seats from red to blue. One new Democrat, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. At 29, she's the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. Uh, Women are making history in many other ways, too. Here in Minnesota, we don't only welcome immigrants, we send them Isn't to Washington. Isn't she fucking her brother? <laughs> no, I'm serious. This morning, the first... I, I did not hear that. Is that What's the What's her name? I'm going to Google it really quick. Go for it, yeah. Muslim uh, women have been elected to Congress, like and so have the first Native American women. A former MMA fighter, David's was among a record number of LGBTQ candidates, like Colorado's Jared Polis, who was the first openly gay man elected governor. We proved that we're an inclusive state that values every contribution, regardless of someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. A new wave of diverse lawmakers, changing the face of American politics. Uh, I, I thought the I thought the idea was that these these characteristics aren't supposed to matter: race, religion, gender. That we're supposed to evaluate candidates blindly to those sort of characteristics, and now we're just going to celebrate them, not because of what their ideas are, what they've accomplished, but because of the color of their skin. Right, right. The They're like, between these their characteristics legs. don't matter at all, but you should definitely elect us because of these characteristics. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's married to her brother. Married to her brother? Yeah, people are saying it's for um, it's to commit some kind of fraud, perhaps. Huh. Uh, I was not but, familiar with this at all. But, you know, I think that she's just a brother fucking Muslim. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I was heartened by the mostly negative reaction to that segment on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, top comment was diversity is not a synonym for good. Yeah. Come on, yeah. people. I, it, it, that doesn't that doesn't tell me whether I should be happy or not happy about this incoming Congress. It's it's not. I can't look at those things and think. Success. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I can't believe that we have. I have to go through that. I thought these people believed in blindness to these to these characteristics. Apparently not. Um, but uh, I did want to note one thing. If you caught it in there, they said the first Native Americans elected to Congress. I guess they're admitting that Elizabeth Warren is not, in fact, oh, yeah. an Indian. Yeah, that's uh, true. Count them in the doubter category, I suppose, over at NBC News. In one frame, they showed Christine Hallquist, who was that trans person who ran for but Vermont did governor. not win. Didn't win. Yeah. Didn't win. Was that an oversight? I mean, if you put it in context, they said it was like, they said something about a diverse collection of candidates. So, Well, they were talking about LGBTQ, and then it's like yeah. this tranny, and then this like run-of-the-mill Subaru lesbian. It's like, do you guys really want to be classified together? 
One yeah, of these I things is way how, more normal than the other one. I don't understand. I, I'll never understand how transgenderism just gets lumped in with with gay stuff as though it's naturally kind of the same. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you heard the gay Colorado governor elect in there too, he said Colorado values every contribution regardless of orientation. Fine, but then why are you even talking about it? Like, why is it relevant? Why am I right. to treat that or celebrate it as an accomplishment? Or how am I supposed to celebrate your contributions? I suppose when you haven't contributed anything but for your statement about the fact that you're gay. It's fine. All these people will yeah. fail miserably, and then we're just going to have these negative associations with these groups. Like, you guys really want more women in government? Are you, look at Sweden. Do you really want that? We're going to have feminist snow shoveling or snow removal plans very soon. God. Yeah. That is just, that is just horrifies me. Speaking of women in government power, which I know is your favorite topic, and I know you're really looking forward to it, the conventional wisdom is that Nancy Pelosi will return in her role as Speaker of the House. Pelosi told Chris Cuomo on Thursday that she's 100% confident she will become Speaker uh, that's probably a little bit optimistic, though, when you look at some of the numbers. Ten Democrats in the House. That includes eight incumbents and two newly elected to the House firmly opposed Pelosi for speaker, say they will not vote for her. Um, and it sounds like there's going to be an active campaign against her. And if the numbers shape up the way they look like they're going to, she can afford to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 votes and oh, still really? have the votes to become speaker. Right now she's sitting at 10. She's already lost 10. Huh. So this is going to be a very slim margin. I'm kind of and, fine uh, with it because she presents so badly and she's so extreme and I know they're going to overplay their hand and it's just going to help us in 2020. I was actually kind of relieved to lose the house because I, I really think that this is going to be a motivating factor for the right. Yeah. I do see some silver linings as well that I want to get to. Um, did you see uh, that Trump was trolling for Pelosi? It was good. It was good stuff. For Pelosi uh, speaker. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, oh, dang it. Here we go. Yeah, here's Trump's tweet. In all fairness, Nancy Pelosi deserves to be chosen Speaker of the House by the Democrats. If they give her a hard time, perhaps we will add some Republican votes. <laughs> she has earned this great honor. And I can understand if you're a Democrat, even if, um, let's say, you're even in policy alignment with Nancy Pelosi, you might not want her to be the face of your party just because she's so repellent to a, a, you know, a lot of people, independent voters as well. It might actually be a negative for you. Right. Case in point or an example... Did you see her speech uh, after it was uh, after it became apparent that the yeah. Democrats were going to take the House? So she's talking about, oh, we're pretty gonna incoherent checks and balances against the president. We're going to give everybody free stuff, you know, the usual Pelosi thing. But at one point, she's talking about uh, um, the the healthcare, the healthcare law, Obamacare, and all that. And she's talking about making sure people have health coverage. She's talking about making sure people with pre existing conditions are covered, and she says. Let's hear more for pre-existing conditions, bar, and they bar, cheer bar, bar. more. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, was, this was a great clip. Here's Nancy Pelosi. It's about stopping the GOP and Mitch McConnell's assaults on Medicare, Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, and the health care of 130 million Americans living with pre-existing medical conditions. Let's hear it more for pre-existing medical conditions. Yay. Now I get it. Misspeaks happen. Certainly we have them on this show. You, I know what she means. I get what she means. I, I, I'm not saying Nancy Pelosi is a crazy person for misspeaking a little bit. The fact that they cheer with, with more enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you meant. <laughs> uh, do they? Do they? I don't I, know. I mean, she, she meant coverage for pre-existing I know. conditions. Yeah. 
Yeah, which I said I mean, the letter four on this chat. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. Shit that's on her for this. that's why I'm not going to rip her for like saying something slightly off. It's just imagine if you say the letter four, I say epitome, but then the audience like cheers us on for a job well done. Unironically, that's unironically. true. Our audience just rips on us as they should. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so. Speaking about silver linings, as you had, as you had mentioned earlier, overall, I'm not that bummed out about this uh, result. I think it's pretty consistent with historical averages, as we discussed. You're going to get legislative gridlock. You're going to get two things. You're not going to get any meaningful legislation passed, and you're going to get endless House investigations into the president. But, of course, with the Senate in probably better shape than it was in for the first two years of the Trump presidency, your judges are still going to get through. Mm-hmm. So not only potential <laughs> Supreme Court nominee, if, as we'll get to in a moment, Ginsburg ends up off the court, or Breyer. Breyer's 80, 80 years old as well. Um, if that's the case, the most important thing, your, your judicial nominations aren't threatened. In fact, they're probably in better position than they were before. You're not going to get a bunch of new law, which I'm fine with. Oh, yeah. no, not more federal. I want yeah, more really. federal law. Not really. And as you mentioned... If they're just ridiculous investigations after investigation after investigation, uh, it does give Trump something to campaign against heading into the 2020 election. And the defining characteristic of the left in 2018 is they have they they lack the ability to know when to stop and practice moderation, especially in their investigations or their rhetoric. They they have like a real problem with taking things too far. Um, so it's not like they're going to get in there and be like, oh, we better, yeah. you know, tamp this down a little bit. We better take it back and and try to be reasonable. They're not going to do that. They're just going to go balls to the wall like they always do. They're going to overplay their hand and then it's going to motivate Republicans to vote for Trump 2020. And the nice thing about the Senate in the shape that it is, is if you get that Trump tendency to try to make a deal. Remember, the things I'm thinking about is like when he offered up um like he he totally I don't I, w- I won't say caved but he basically offered the Democrats everything they wanted on DACA and they still said right. no. Like, that was no. a little yeah. worrisome. I remember the time he was he had that gun control meeting in the White House and he was talking to the bump uh, stock meeting. It might have been that he was talking to Joe Manchin. I think Senator Toomey maybe he was talking to two senators to say hey can you guys get together and work with Diane Feinstein on this? Oh, that's it's right. like yeah. Even if Trump starts to become the deal maker with those guys that. You sometimes worry he might. You got the Senate in place. Those kind of laws with Demo- uh, co- cooperation with Democrats from the president isn't going to go forward in the Senate. It's not going to happen. So I think that there's enough safeguards in place here that nothing meaningful is going to happen, but your judges are going to get through. I'm not too upset about that. And as we'd right. referenced, um, as we'd referenced earlier, <sighs> I mean, the, the, the queen of the left at this point, their last, their last hope, although I guess they're somewhat enthused by the election results, but their major Skexy hope. Skeksis Skeletor Ginsburg. Yeah. Yes. She apparently took a fall at her office and I guess broke three ribs. This was on Wednesday night. She was admitted to George Washington University Hospital. She returned home on Friday. This NBC article says Ginsburg planned to work from home on Friday. I'm sure she's doing a lot of working from home these days. I wonder what else she's doing in between applesauce breaks at home. I wonder how productive <laughs> she actually is. And, uh, but it's recall this also is not her first 
run in with a health issue in recent years. She's dealt with both colon and pancreatic cancer. I think oh she's 85 years old. Both colon and pancreatic cancer. Also had a heart stent procedure in 2014. I read also that she broke ribs previously somewhere within like the last five-year window. It just didn't really say anything about it. And she can't lift her head up. You know, yeah. the left, this is the second time they've made me cheer the failing health of an old woman. And And they'll kind of judge you for that. On the flip side, I would say... None of them actually care about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health. They just care about the obstacle she represents for the president of the United States. They care about her politically in the same way you care against her politically, I would put. We're always talking about assassinating Trump. You think they care about Trump's health? I'm like, this old crazy bitch can die. I don't care. I don't buy that they are, you know, that they're so heartfelt for Ruth Bader Ginsburg out of humanitarian compassion. It's like, no, she, she represents... A very, uh, she's like, um, I don't know, the last piece of gum holding together the crack in their in their dam. And pretty soon that whole thing's going to break and the floodgates will be open, that kind of thing. Maybe that's not the yeah. greatest. Probably could have come up with a better metaphor. Six point out of is, ten. Point is, she's very frail and she's one of their last hopes. That's why they care about her, not because of some humanitarian And what is this concern. shit that she said, I'm going to do five more years? Wasn't Didn't she say this over she's, the summer? She said in August <laughs> that she plans to remain on the court five years five years implicitly She's i gather that in five years would put her right at the end of about, about at the end of a second trump term I'm, i assume that's what she means by that y- you can't defy nature lady i mean great uh you know if you think you're gonna get there i don't know that's... man i have a lot of old women in my family that stayed alive well past their husbands just clinging to spite <laughs> just through will alone yes. yeah 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 I, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens, but at the same time, I also wouldn't be shocked if she's retiring soon due to health concerns. I, I think the writing's on the wall. Well, breaking ribs for an old lady is really bad. It's like she's going to have double pneumonia in a month. Hmm. Uh, I think the writing's on the wall. She's going to kick the bucket. Yeah. And then what is he going to do? I hope he doesn't appoint a woman. Ugh. Uh, I would, I almost guarantee it'd be Barrett because you want to like, why though now is the time for a a male constitutionalist because none of the Kavanaugh shit's going to work on, on anybody. Cause people remember in two years, Hmm. they're not going to remember. People are going to be like, what happened with that other Supreme court justice? What did they do? It's just going to be like a fresh tactic. Now is the time to get another man through. We'll see. I mean, as long as it's the right people with the right ideas, I'm totally fine with it. Honestly, you can't do much worse than. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, as far as constitutional fidelity That's is concerned. True. I don't like Barrett, though. I, I've not read a lot of her work based she on She has seven surface. kids, okay? You want to tell me that she's a good mom and she's going to be able to do this? Come on. She's the woman doesn't have 70-hour days. She wears a cape. Yeah, that's... That's insane. That's all I got. Anyway, you know, it's all things considered, I am, I am by no means sky is falling, rolling into 2020. In fact, no, I think, I, um, I think everything's just fine. The right was way too optimistic about this yeah yeah and you know i'll admit that my prediction on the house was significantly off uh, in my defense it's like yeah, but you said it was arbitrary yeah and any anybody could have i mean the polling was so inconsistent for so many of these races that it's just yeah. it's like throwing darts at a dartboard man like good luck just everyone to have... listen to ann Coulter. she's always right about these things i've been listening to her i had um I, I was in the car a lot this week so listened to a lot of stuff in the car and listened to a lot of ann Coulter phone interviews on different shows and stuff and uh and that was kind of fun yeah She's just get put ann Coulter on the court i know there's a woman i could get behind in politics you don't actually have to be a lawyer to serve on the supreme court i believe you you can just be a person as long as you get senate confirmation i don't know why they would do that though meh 
Um, anyway, let's get to the shooting next, but we should probably take a break beforehand. Uh, this is 2A. Matt and I once made love. I was a lowly election supervisor in Broward County, and Matt was a Democrat candidate. He mm. stuffed his ballot into my box over and over and over. Wow, that was a good one. Very topical. Gave you dude 9061. A friend scolded me on Facebook for wishing happy Diwali to my Indian friend and having an earlier post defending Apu. Any advice on maintaining friendships and having non-PC opinions? Uh, yeah, don't. You should nuke all those friendships and say whatever you want. That's my advice. Yeah, if you do, the right people will find their way to you. I understand it's uh, that can be difficult, but uh, the, the more comfortable I get with people, the more comfortable I get with people leaving and entering my life, the the better my life gets. As weird yeah, as that strange. sounds, you know. Yeah. Like there's a fear of losing your friends because you think, oh, you've been friends forever and I got the best friends in the world. You might, but probably not. Your friends yeah, might you suck. Yeah, you probably just got drunk ones. in college together yeah. a bunch and you want to hang on to it because you're too lazy to make new friends. Yeah, that's not to say that you shouldn't make efforts for your friends, but if it's clear that they're not going to let you be you, like why have them in your life? You I know. know? Like, I, What's the point of even being friends with somebody you can't speak freely around? Why yeah. bother? Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, JV Dude. Uh, Matthew Vicari, uh, gamers rise up. Mm. It's a good time for gaming, man. I've been so lost in Red Dead Redemption 2. Everyone is talking about it. South Park's episodes about it, too. Oh, my gosh. I could talk to you about the politics of it, too, because there's there's kind of this suffragette women's voting rights element in it. And, of course, people are taking the opportunity to beat up the suffragettes. Very good. To beat them into submission. That's what I like to hear. And, of course, the Mother Joneses of the world are offended by this because you can be violent with the suffragettes in the game. Yeah. Uh, Steamboat Willie, uh, Jim Respect Whammon Acosta. Yeah. yeah we'll talk. Well, about he did that. a lot of respecting. We'll take a look uh, <laughs> towards the end of the show. Yoko Halo List, sending my love and appreciation to my favorite duo, whatever isn't siphoned. Matt, I did email Beauty and the Beta. Sorry once more for the misattributed reference. Um, uh, I think I read that email today. It's okay. I'm not familiar. Yeah, Blonde Pride took a look at it, uh, but I'm not familiar with what the reference Thank you, was. Yoko. We appreciate that. Um, Maggie Ellis, hello from Janice and Maggie. Two, yes, two female listeners at the same time. Two wow. women at the same Holy time. Holy cow. Two free thinking, happy ass women who look forward to your show every Sunday and Wednesday. Look at that. Wow. wow. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Maggie. Ravid, it's been a long fucking week. Glad yeah. you're back. Blonde looking damn good this week. Thank you. It's because wow. the stress of maintaining my channel has been lifted from me and I've been yeah. sleeping like a baby. Oh, good. I, good. I, I yeah. Happen. Um, Keenan Blackburn, EMT bear. I live 10 minutes from paradise. The fire was a quarter mile from our house. I'm an EMT. So I've had a little more info than the general public. The deaths will be in the hundreds by the end of this fire. There are 110 people missing. Yeah. Presumably a a healthy chunk of them. Wow. Healthy. A large chunk of them uh, will be unfortunately dead. I wonder if this is because of a lack of controlled burns. I don't know. I saw that Trump was tweeting about forest management in California. I, I have no idea what's contributing, what what's to blame. I for now I think it's, you know, it's just it's appropriate to hope that everybody gets out of this as as well as they can. It sounds like they didn't tell people to evacuate quickly enough. Mm. Um eventually right. Patron and a fan, but Matt's a cuck. Blonde is a goddess, oh. and shout out to Jay Fry. <laughs> I like uh, that. I don't like that at all. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for supporting the show. Blista Compact. Hey, from a Seattle lady fan. Ooh, thank you so much for the show. I tune in every week, and you guys were a major part of my red pilling. Also, oh, cool. to Giant Lobster Man, uh, when are we going on our third date? You know what happens on the third date? 
get to uh, pay for her dinner. That's all. <laughs> that's very classy. Yep, totally. Yeah. Uh, Giant Lobster Man, eh? Hmm. Huh. I wonder if he listens I assume to that's it. a reference to like the Jordan Peterson lobster type thing. Is that? Oh, I don't know. Or is he just very red? Does he have very good blood flow? Maybe. Yeah. A Seattle lady fan. That's so crazy. Huh. Hmm. Um, Neil so, you know, you leave Seattle, suddenly this whole Seattle constituency shows up that you could have been friends with, but uh, but now it's too late. I know. I kind of feel like my life has lost something now that I'm not in fear every day. Or in rage every day. I, I'm pretty angry still. <laughs> Uh, Neo and Realist. Matt yeah. has to get blonde, red dead, dead red dead, blah, 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 you know, red dead, dead, red. the game, the game, yeah. the, game. the biggest For video Chris's, game in the country. This is her yeah. game. The most viral videos at the moment are gamers finding new and interesting ways to kill annoying feminist NPCs exactly. demanding it, voting rights. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, very good. Very good. Now, at first, I was disappointed because I thought, well, this is like, I guess, historically accurate. Is Rockstar who is known for Grand Theft Auto games and, of course, like very being very politically incorrect. Are they caving a little bit? Are they appeasing to this SJW bullshit? Maybe, if I want to give them credit, maybe they had the foresight to see this coming. Maybe we'll put the suffragette crap in the game with the understanding that people will, of course, kill them, beat them in every horrendous way possible in this game, which is a seemingly infinite list. And it'll become the most viral content of that game that's out there. Maybe they actually saw it's this brilliant. coming. Yeah. I'm sure that it occurred to them, right? Hmm. Um, Maybe. I, it's, uh, you, you would think so. I would think so. Now I want to play. They, they, these are the type of people that in the last game, in the last Red Dead Redemption game, it's one of my favorite achievements in Xbox history, but one of the achievements in the game is to, is to kidnap a whore from the whorehouse, <laughs> hogtie her, place her on the train tracks, and watch the train run over her. You have to watch it or else you don't get the achievement. <laughs> That's the kind of people we're talking about. So like abuse of women, they've out virtual abuse of women. They've outright encouraged in the past, you know? Interesting. I'm into it. Um, Aggie jet pilot, happy vets day to y'all's families. Thank you very much. I'm only a uh, use for you. What is that an acronym for USAFR pilot? US Air uh, Force. Oh, duh. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Uh, so Thanks not really a vet, but they still count, uh, count me. So I'm pumped. I'll get to sure. catch another live show and donate to the right cause while I'm doing a duty this week for uncle Sam. Thank you, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for serving. Um, sorry. I'm so stupid, you know, so stupid. Doug E says, was wondering what you guys think of the whole QAnon thing. They're implying some major arrests are about to happen after the FISA docs are declassified and Whitaker now in place. I don't know. I never got into QAnon. I, um, some people that I trust, trust it, but that's about as far as I can go. Hmm. I don't know. I've really lost hope with the arrest thing. That video I made on the government going rogue, was like, that was like a year ago. And hmm. you were like, you need to you know, have different expectations about what's going to happen. And I was like, they're totally going to get arrested. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, all I've been saying this whole time is I just, especially as it pertains to the to the FISA abuse and the Carter Page warrant and all, I just want to see that stuff declassified. I, I I'm not saying it's impossible that a lot of these theories have some reality to them. I just, there's one, there's a guy who seems to subscribe to them in spirit and has the ability to show us all the underlying information and isn't doing that. Right. So until he does that, until the president of the United States shows us this information, I have to just right. kind of shrug and be like, maybe we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Shadow Fox 14, let's just do like two more right now. Yeah, I wasn't I going a, to vote. I just got a couple of streamlabs as well. Until I saw Chelsea's naked body. After that, <laughs> I went out and voted straight Republican as soon as I could. Uh, good call. Yeah, I, yeah, I should have clarified. I meant vote in the way she wants you to vote, yeah. not vote against her. Important distinction. Uh, last one for right now is from AZ Archer. Good evening, bitches. And I got your email. Thank you, dude. Um, I have nothing to say except for the ship is heading towards dark waters. Keep it classy, folks, and pour yourself a whiskey. That is grim. But thank you. I had, uh, I never, I'm, I'm kind of a whiskey hater, but I had some whiskey this week for the first time in a long time. And maybe just getting older, like it wasn't as gross as I remember it being. Yeah. So maybe I'll warm up to it. But for now, it's coarse. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll circle back for the rest of these. Thank you, guys. Yeah, re- real quick on uh, Streamlabs before we advance, just get a couple of these. Far Too Hard says, uh, good, uh, I got the time to wash my dishes before uh, the best of the, uh, before the best, sh- I hate the way they, I hate, I'm going to email Streamlabs and be like, stop breaking words apart in the way yeah. you display your it's really annoying. super chats. Okay, one more try. Sorry, Far Too Hard. Good, I got time to wash my dishes before the best show on the internet starts. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Uh, Lizzer says, realize last week I've been enjoying your work for a year, celebrating this week by sending you a modest amount of cash. You really do uh, provide a sanity safe space and also a sanity to check. Keep the great work, both of you. Much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, don't tread on me. Longtime listener, first time donating. Unfortunately, not able to watch tonight from Virginia. And unfortunately, we elected Tim Kaine in what was not even a close race i'm sort of surprised by i guess i thought virginia was more purple than it really is it seems like the dc suburbs are really controlling most forgettable guy in politics yeah i don't even remember who he is never heard of him (laughs) not expecting a lot of greatness from the guy who ran with hillary oh that's right him the guy who ran with hillary for vp keep up the good work y'all i definitely subscribe to that sort of conspiracy theory that uh that he was Hillary's vice president's vice presidential nominee in a deal with um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz to remove him from the the uh, the the party chairmanship, basically get him out of there. Debbie Wasserman Schultz comes in, controls everything in favor of Hillary in exchange. When Hillary wins, Tim Kaine gets the nomination. It is the only plausible way to explain why they chose a potato for a running mate. Why else would Thanks you choose that? Thanks to you. Man? Now, every time I think of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I just think of that picture. Which which one? Oh, wait, wait, which one? Isn't it, doesn't she have that topless picture? Is I that couldn't Debbie find Washington it Schultz, though. Right? I couldn't find I'm it. I'm pretty I sure looked. somebody sent it to me. Yeah. I never saw it. So oh, I'll, thankfully, I'll I don't later. have an image. I'll check it out if you send it to me. I'll always take a look. All right, let's talk about this uh, this shooting in Thousand Oaks. Uh, kind of a crazy story. We still don't know a lot about why the guy did this. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, he's dead now. So we're probably not going to get to ask him why. But tell me what we know about what happened in Thousand Oaks down by L.A. Uh, this yeah. was, what, Wednesday night this happened? Uh, yeah, it was just before midnight on Wednesday. So a guy named D- uh Ian David Long is 28, an ex-Marine. He fatally shot 11 people and a cop at a country bar called the Borderline Bar and Grill. Um, and yeah, and then the cop, of course, was killed. And then he killed himself. So hmm. I think the, probably the most, this is really tragic. Um, I do want to point out before we talk about this, that the men inside of this bar, they lined up and made, they, they kind of barricaded the women in to protect them. Wow, I had not yeah. heard that incredible bravery from the men in this bar. And I don't want to hear anything about toxic masculinity 
from women anymore because this is how men act in these survival situations. They their instinct is to protect women. Yeah, and you I wonder how much of that is instinctive. And that's not to say that these men don't deserve praise. Of course they do. I, I I'm not trying to say oh they didn't make that conscious decision and sacrifice themselves potentially, but some of that isn't even a conscious thing. You don't think right. like well I'm going to get the women behind me. It's just sort of something that naturally happens instinctively. You know the the way the relationship between men and women works. It's, 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 um, I mean, yeah. it is tragic, but it's something to think about too. when an emergency situation like this happens. Yeah. Women need to think about this when they're, you know, bitching about how they have no rights in this country. Hmm. Um, so preliminary information indicates that he walked into the bar, immediately shot the security guards and the employees standing near the entrance. And then he paused to post to various social media. So I oh, wanted he, to read he posted during the shooting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't was, know like, that. Killing people posting on social media, killing people. Wow. So he posted on Instagram at 11:24. He said, "It's too bad I won't get to see all of the illogical and pathetic reasons people will put in my mouth as to why I did it. Fact is, I had no reason to do it and I just thought, fuck, life is boring, why not?" Wow. Okay, so we do get some I didn't know we had that testimony from him. We do he's saying I'm doing it for the lols, basically. I'm doing it cuz fuck it. Um, and then he also said, uh, yeah, I'm insane, but the only thing you people do after these shootings is hopes and prayers or keep you in my thoughts every hmm. time. And you wonder why these keep happening. What does he mean by that? I wonder. He's saying that like n nobody's doing anything. That sounds like an, an anti-gun thing to me. He's saying nobody's doing yeah. anything about this. They're just saying like, oh, I I'm so sad. Hopes and prayers. But but nobody's doing anything. Um as far as gun controls, that's the way I read it. It's such a bizarre, I guess maybe uh, we don't know what his mental condition was. We know he was evaluated by some people at some I'm times. I'm hearing some PTSD, had... but like whenever it's mm. a, a military guy, they always are like, Oh, he had PTSD. The, but can, that's a very spe specific diagnosis. Like I, need I can more tell evidence. you for sure that the media has a tendency whenever there's an issue with any vet, they just kind of implicitly go to PTSD. Right. We do know that this guy saw professionals at some point, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Or and then he was um, never diagnosed with PTSD as not, far as not we to know. my knowledge. Right. Right. So, so he had had several previous run ins with cops. Yeah. Um, there was an incident in April where they were called to his home where he lived with his mother because he was behaving erratically. So they went into the house. They talked to him and he was irate, acting mm -hmm. irrationally. They called a crisis intervention team and a mental health specialist. They evaluated him and then they cleared him. Mm. Right. So, so, okay. So, so potentially some mental issues, but at the end of the day, like there were people expressing concerns about him. It was looked at to some degree and nobody ever saw anything that would get him committed or, you know, would have him uh, charged with any kind of crime or anything that's yeah. super serious. I don't know. My, my instinct now is just to go full tinfoil with all of this shit. I got to stop doing hmm. that. And as far as, as far as his connection to his service, we do know he was a combat deployed Marine. He did serve in combat theaters in, in Afghanistan, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, was it Afghanistan? Actually, I didn't write, write that down. I think that's sure. what I had seen. Um, he's 29. If, so probably. Uh, let's um, see what the document says. Actually, this particular article does not reference Afghanistan. So I might be fake news, but my understanding is he saw a combat tour, at least uh, at least one combat deployment. You know what is suspicious about this? <laughs> hmm. I, sh I should not go over this angle. Multiple people, not just one person, 
um, were also involved in the Vegas shooting. One of the victims, one of the people that was killed in this one, uh, escaped in Vegas. Yeah. Now, to tie those together, one thing to consider is that they were both country, country music yeah, events. Country music so events. if you're a big time country person, maybe you go to the country festival in Las Vegas and you go to the country show in Thousand Oaks at the at the border, what is it, the Borderline Bar? Or what, what's the name of the place? Yeah, Borderline yeah. Bar and Grill. So, I mean, that's not inconceivable, but it is odd. I can't imagine that there were... It's did really it say odd. how many people were actually at this venue that night? Yeah, I mean, but what is way more likely than this being some crazy tinfoil false flag operation is that this is just a guy that lost his shit and yeah. went on a killing rampage, which is almost certainly what happened. Tell me more about the... Uh, the cop who actually ran in there, this guy's being credited with maybe not, not stopping the shooting, obviously, but at least potentially de derailing it basically. Um, yes, he did go in there, try to stop him. He actually was on the phone with his wife. His name was uh, Sergeant Ron Helis. He's 29 year old veteran. Um, wait, that can't be right. That must be the, the killer. Yeah. The killer is a 29 year old vet, right? Uh, or 29. 29 year vet of the police force. Maybe this guy is, I'm not oh, yeah, sure what you're seeing. Maybe. This. Um, I pulled it from one of the, from the ABC article. Yeah. So he was killed in the line of duty. He came in and was the first one on the scene. And when he entered the bar, he was shot multiple times. So he actually was on the phone with his wife and he's like, I love you. I got to go in and do this. And then he was killed almost immediately. Yeah. Very sad. Um, I guess we should talk about, about the weapon. I am shocked that, <sighs> Again, I don't necessarily want to jump to politics on all of these things, but it seems like that's what happens. So we're going to have to transition to the politics of the shooting because even in so a place... So dehumanizing. I hate that we do this. Maybe we're just yeah. cynical, but... Even in a place with the most strict gun laws in the country, somehow the conclusion is not strict enough. Right. We, we have to do more in terms of gun legislation to make sure this doesn't happen. So... um. The particular firearm he used was a 45 caliber Glock, a Glock 21 model, and um, obtained legally. He bought it legally. I take him. I've not read this for sure, but everything I've read implicitly, he bought it legally in California. Is my understanding? He's a California resident. He bought it in California. He followed California laws. That's my understanding. But it's possible. I mean, maybe he was a resident of another state previously. Bought it there. Point is, gun he had legal in California. Had it legally apparently had a, a, a um, extended or, you know, uh, an extended magazine on it. The police say he don't, they don't know what the magazine capacity was. Um, I'm guessing it was maybe a 15 round mag. Who knows? And they said uh, the they sheriff, didn't know if he reloaded. They aren't sure yet. The sheriff said that the gun normally holds 10 bullets uh, and one in the chamber. There are 10 rounds, one in the chamber. He said it was uh, unclear how many rounds the magazine held, but it sounds like it was larger than 10. It, it, it would be an illegal magazine as far as I understand in California. It's, it's uh, considered a large capacity magazine. That would be illegal, even though getting a magazine is not necessarily very difficult to do. Um, but, of course, we're going to jump to the idea that there just aren't enough gun laws in California. The Second Amendment isn't sacrosanct. As Don Lemon says to... Chris Cuomo, his CNN buddy um, on their show this week. And they're just kind of going back and forth about, well, clearly we got to people who think that the, the second amendment is untouchable need to reevaluate their position is the, um, is the idea between Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on their CNN show this week. Here's the clip. I don't think it's too much to ask for guns, second amendment, right. And since with it, we just, we can't, we have to stop 
pretending that the that the Second Amendment is the amendment above all that's sacrosanct. Do you think that the forefathers, when they were implementing the Second Amendment, actually thought about the types of weapons that might become available yes. years into the future when they were thinking about muskets and, and on, so on No, and so it's forth. never fair. It's, it's never fair to put it on the founding fathers. No, they only right. knew what they knew, but they also didn't make it second. I hate this argument so much. The founding fathers were some of the the greatest intellectuals in in our history and we're supposed to believe that it never occurred to them that technology would advance after they had seen massive yeah. advancements in technology during their lives it's so fucking stupid do you think they were thinking of cnn when they wrote the first amendment <laughs> cnn is not sacrosanct okay we need common sense cnn control oh, gotta get that so under control now again the idea that this happened the idea that this happened because california doesn't have a strict enough handle on the issue i think it's just flat out insane you look at the giffords law center which grades every state annually on its gun control laws gives california the only a out of all 50. can we overlay a. this with a crime map and and see well this is this is what's so interesting is they they always like they've got my state highlighted here montana with an f and it's shaded as one of the 10 states with the worst gun death rates. Yeah, because you're counting suicides. Now, I'm not saying that suicide is not an issue. It is an issue in this state. And it is an issue I hope we can all correct. But the idea that you treat the shooting that happened in Thousand Oaks as the same thing as a suicide That's is just, crazy, it's flat right? out dishonest. I'm sorry, yeah. it's flat out dishonest. So they're um, trying to draw this correlation. Oh, Montana has lax gun laws and also the most gun deaths. Please. Please spare me. You're not talking about gun deaths. You're talking about suicides. Okay. Now, so, so a grade from the Giffords Law Center, the Brady campaign also lists California as its number one least friendly gun state. And they praise them for how restrictive they are with their highest score, you know, on, on, um, on the, the, the restrictions they have on obtaining and possessing firearms in the state. I just want to give you a reminder of all of the things that exist in California that did not stop this guy. It amazes me that we have incidents like this happen. And like, what is it going to take for people to understand um, that disarming good people or making self-defense more difficult for good people will do nothing to stop crazy or bad people? Right, I'm pretty sure this is a gun-free zone. Probably, it might have been, and that's on the that's you know the private establishment. The the owner of that building gets to decide that. I personally, I don't know if I'd want to attend the place if that was the case because something like this ends up happening. Right, so right. on top of a potential gun-free zone at the bar, here are the things in California that did not have any effect on this event happening. There's an assault weapons ban. I didn't use an assault weapon. Used a handgun. By the way, pretty impressive. Kill count by the end of it. Got a lot of people, including a cop. High capacity magazine ban. Used one anyway. Didn't seem to be too difficult. It's a practical impossibility to get a concealed carry permit in California. So even if you could carry in that bar because the bar owner says you can, as a practical matter, the state of California says you can't. Now, as a legal matter, that technically you can because there's the Second Amendment, but the sheriff in any California county is never going to give you a concealed carry permit. I, I heard this. I don't know if it's accurate. I might be trumping this up and saying, I, I've heard many people have told me, but I've heard someone could correct me if I'm wrong. One of the like last concealed carry permits issued in California went to Diane Feinstein, some, something like that. Like Seriously? Diane Feinstein gets a concealed carry permit. The rest of you peeps, the rest of you people don't because you're not important enough. She can't that be protected be... by her Chinese spy driver. 
Right. And that's the idea. Every other, every other quote unquote important person is in California, your politicians, your celebrities, your athletes, all of these big time people in California, they're all protected by guns. Yeah, but the idea course. is that you, the, the, the average uh, middle class working person, your family who just lives in your apartment, you know, nothing special. You're not important to protect that. You're not important enough to protect that with guns. That's the idea. They literally value our lives less. Correct. Than, than the elites. Yeah. You need a state permit to buy a gun. Presumably the shooter did that if he did in California. That's also right. true for private sales, whether he bought it at a store or privately off a buddy. You need a, need a, a state permit to do it. You need a background check regardless of where you buy it, private sale or at a firearms dealer. There's a firearm registry for all in-state firearm transfers. Presumably the shooter did that since he had it legally. Uh, there's a waiting period to buy. The shooter did that. California's red flag law where police or family can ask a judge to disarm a man who is a threat to himself or others or deemed judicially to be so. Yeah, that didn't, didn't affect help. didn't affect this guy. You can't buy any gun until you're 21 years old now in California. Guess what? At the end of the day, there were still dozens, hundreds of good people at the mercy of an insane man with a firearm. And your answer is to somehow magically erase all the firearms in the world. No, I'd rather have the men who are protecting all the women in that scenario to have some sort of equalizing force to use against the man who's killing them. And yet, yeah. and yet we're called, uh, you know, like, and yet the, the implication is that we're enabling this, that we're participants in this violence. I don't know, man. You put yourself in the shoes of that people at that bar. Not all, not all violence is necessarily bad. There's a thing called self-defense. And yeah, I can imagine you imagine if this happened in a country bar in Montana? Wouldn't happen. Yeah. Wouldn't happen, period. Well, actually, might. Because in Montana, you can't carry in, a, in a, an establishment that serves uh, alcohol. Oh, but generally yeah. speaking, generally speaking, go to a crowded place in a state like mine, start shooting it up, see what happens. I want... I want to see what happens in such It'll be a death count of one, two, maybe three, but it's not going to be 11, 12, 58 or whatever Vegas was. Hmm. So I, I'm just astounded that despite all of this, despite every law on the book in California, some of which apply to this guy, some of which don't, the solution is still not enough gun laws. What will it take for these people to realize yeah. Maybe the gun laws don't stop bad. Maybe we have some cultural sickness that motivates people to do this. I, I, I grant that. But how is your answer to diminish good people's ability to defend themselves in such horrible scenarios? Right. Can we address the cultural issues that are leading to people being driven to, to such sure. awful things? Yeah. Um, like, what was this guy's childhood like? Was there father absence? Uh, did he have untreated psychological problems? Did he actually have PTSD? Could therapy could have helped him? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I need to know the answer to these questions because all of these things will do way more for society than more, more laws and regulation. Yeah. And of course... Ideally, I would love a society in which I don't need a firearm to protect myself, in which I have such confident trust in every single person in my country that I would never conceivably envision a self-defense scenario. Yeah, that's, that's very pie in the sky, though. And that as will we've talked about, never happen. All ever. it takes is one. Right. All it takes is one crazy person. Um, before we transition, I just wanted to point out something I saw in Super Chat from Dangerous Spaces. He said hmm. they had weapons that could shoot many bullets when the Second Amendment was written. They didn't just have muskets. And I, that's true. I hear this mischaracterization all the time. Like everybody just had muskets. They had pretty advanced weaponry. 
Um, and it's gotten a lot better, but it's not drastically different. It's not like it never possibly could have occurred to them, the, the concept of automatic yeah. weapons. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite, I guess, kind of lame memes because it's been around for a long time, but it's just an image of the Constitutional Convention or the Constitutional Signing. I forget what the image is, but it's a caption of whoever's speaking just saying, remember, guys, none of this stuff counts if any technology advances in any way. It's all out the door if, if there's any technological advancement. But to the point we described really earlier, technological advancement is an argument that seems only to be used against the Second Amendment uniquely. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about what Don Lemon was saying, oh, we have to stop pretending like the Second Amendment is sacros sac sacrosanct. Is that the word he used? It's kind of a weird word, but sacred, basically. Even if, you're not, even if you disagree with me on guns, you think that we have too many guns, we shouldn't have as many guns, we should be deleting guns instead of making them proliferate or whatever. You don't have to be a pro-gun person to be very wary of that type of argument because the reality is that every single word, every single clause in that constitution has to be sacrosanct, exactly, has to mean exactly. something. If you whittle away at the second, well, okay, why should the first be sacrosanct? Why should the, why should exactly. the fourth? Why and if should we're the going to be a multicultural society and act like our devotion to the constitution is going to override tribalism, if we erode constitutional values, all we're going to be left with is racial allegiance. And that is yeah. supposedly the enemy of, of the left. It's like yeah. they don't realize they're whittling society down into the very things that they claim to hate the most. Yeah, I try to be a somewhat compromising person. I will not compromise on the maintenance of the constitution. I'm sorry, I won't. It's a fantastic document. It built a great society. I'm not saying you can't change it. It's just the bar is appropriately high to do that. And until you do, until you actually repeal or amend the second, the words in that amendment actually mean something. Or I've heard that used for the first though, not just the second, saying that like the founders couldn't have foreseen the political climate The hate of speech. Today. Yeah. They couldn't have seen the meanness and the right. ability to distribute the meanness in a moment's notice. Yeah. It's so absurd. Anyway, you know, so if you care about the Constitution, not just about guns, you should be very wary of what people like Lemon are saying. Yep. Exactly. Let's do, uh, let's, let's talk about Tucker before we take another break. Sure. Um, before I tell this story, I, I should have, we, we talked about um, discussing this story with, uh, somebody this the, the headline was like gay immigrant latino uh oh, yeah. is assaulted by tucker carlson i saw that headline yesterday i'm like mm, yeah okay so i click on it apparently like avenatti orchestrated something where some mexican dude goes up to tucker and calls his daughter a cunt and tucker just unloads on him you get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here but doesn't yeah. beat his ass so you can tell he practiced some restraint. The comments on this article are hilarious. It's like, Team Tucker should have kicked his face in. Yeah. It's, so we were going to talk about that, but we don't have time in the show. But like, people, leftists are targeting Tucker specifically because he's very effective. He's very irrational. And of course, he's just... Annoyed. He's very rational. Oh, did I say irrational? Yeah. Oh, he's very rational. Sure. And, uh, you know, people love Tucker. He's, he's so charismatic and he's really affecting change. Um. So this week, I'm sure most people have heard of this by now, so we're just going to kind of blow through it. But mm -hmm. a group of angry Antifa protesters, including, I think, although I haven't gotten this confirmed, that long-necked freak show. Oh, uh, he was there. Giraffe professor, I've, man? I've heard that, but I haven't hmm. seen it confirmed in any reports. Um, so they're all, like, chanting outside of Tucker's home. They're saying, Tucker Carlson, we will fight. We know where you sleep at night. And racist scumbag, leave town. There's talks of pipe bombs. Um, and somebody like they don't bust into his door, but they like crack it. 
Yeah, I couldn't find footage of that, but that's the report, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just his wife there because Tucker's out of town or something. And she's freaked out. She thinks this is a home invasion. She's so apolitical that she doesn't even know who Antifa is. Tucker married his high school sweetheart. They they don't talk about politics in the home. I really believe him when he says that. And so she thinks it's a home invasion. She goes, she hides in the pantry. She's freaking out. She's crying, calls 911. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. I know. Do we know how long, like how long this whole ordeal happened? Was this I think they were there for a while. Just, yeah. The police just kind of let them do this? Yeah. Like his brother lived down the block. Um, and then he, he's like friends with his neighbors. And so his neighbors call him and they're like, there is an angry mob outside hmm. of your house. And then it's just his wife home. And so his brother, I think his brother's name is Buckley has to go over there. And it, it, it's just, it's just crazy. It's because they, they put, po- they found his address. They posted it online. They posted his brother's dress on address online. This smash racism DC Twitter account behind this has done this in the past. I want to say they doxed Gavin previously, or they doxed someone. I remember reporting it to Twitter saying, Hey Jack, there's a clear breach of your rules, but I doubt you'll care because, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, they it's also the right vandalized politics. his house, too. I forgot to mm, Okay. Well, here's some scenes of what that looked like and sounded like um, at Tucker's D.C. home. It's in D.C., right? This yeah, one. Yeah, outside your home, guys a really queer voice. It gets, and racism. It gets worse, yeah. yeah. Sounds like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> you know? Racist scumbag! Racist scumbag! Racist scumbag! The organizers of this, to smash racism DC, or I guess, I don't know who's organizing this, but, um, but please show me the trans, not the plural women, show me the singular trans woman who was murdered in the street because of Tucker Carlson. Citation needed. Yes, so, <laughs> cite your source. I really yeah. want to take a look at this. Man, they're playing with fire. Oh, they yeah, seem that's... so disconnected with reality. Like, in my mind, Tucker Carlson just opens the door shirtless and starts spraying bullets into the crowd. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's not going to happen because they're yeah. in D.C. or whatever. Um, but if this happened in, you know, like in my at my house or at your house, they're very likely would be serious consequences. And there are a lot of states uh, with the castle doctrine where I'm pretty sure in a situation like this, where somebody's trying to bust in your door, I, th- I think you can like blow them away. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, we'd have to, sometimes it's tricky. Like the class I took in my state is you basically have to have reasonable belief that they're imminently going to commit serious bodily harm against you. It can't just be property. It has to be serious bodily harm. What if an angry mob is trying yeah. to kick in your front door? I think that I, you might be protected in some I, states. If it, if it was my situation, I will worry about the legalities later. If someone is trying to forcibly damage yeah. my property and break their way into my home, saying threatening me with physical violence, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't kill about... somebody for property damage or anything like that. But if I feel like 
my life is in imminent danger than, than, you know. Yeah. And if I'm in Tucker's position, sorry, I'm not going to be super calculated with the safety of my wife and, ch and children or child. Although Tucker's children are older, are they not? They're all. I think some of them still matter. live at home, though. It doesn't matter. I don't care how old they are or not. It really doesn't matter to me. The point is that you're going to be. Uh, I wouldn't blame anyone for being a little on the aggressive side in defending their family in such a scenario. I really would not yeah. at all. I mean, I don't know if he's a gun owner. It's I would I, I doubt in he DC is. probably not. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. Um, but they so, probably feel safe because it's in DC, and that that's the nature of these gun laws. People feel uh, empowered. They they feel like they can do this kind of angry mob bullshit in states where they have strict gun regulation because they know that somebody like Tucker is it probably isn't armed yeah but try this shit in montana go for it yeah you got this uh matt iglesias, iglesias guy oh, over at cute. vox yeah. who uh who went on this tweet string after what happened defending uh basically defending the the people um at tucker's door he deleted he's wiped his whole twitter account since i think he deleted his entire history not just these tweets in question but he, he had this to say i think the idea behind terrorizing his family and again, he uses the word terrorizing. Like he acknowledges it's terrorizing his family. Okay, so we're going to work from that premise. I think the idea behind terrorizing his family, like it or not, as a strategy is to make them feel some of the same, or make them fear some, make them feel some of the fear that the victims of MAGA inspired violence feel thanks to the nonstop racial incitement coming from Tucker and Trump, et cetera. What, what are they talking about? This right-wing violence, where, what are they talking uh, or, about? Or, the, or Tucker's specific incitement? What are you, what? Now, I, I, I can grant that there have been, there have been cases of right-wing political violence that happens, but you, you're going to need to make a stronger connection between Tucker Carlson, just the idea that like your ideas are inherently connected to violence. Now, Tucker, I need an example of Tucker saying, wouldn't it be cool you should go commit this act of violence right now, and then someone doing that. Yeah. Not just... Here's my general view of how the world ought to be. Hmm. And then he said this too. There's a whole string of tweets. You can read them. We'll link this later. I honestly cannot empathize with Tucker Carlson's wife at all. I agree that protesting at her house was tactically unwise and shouldn't be done, but I am utterly unable to identify with her plight on any level. What a piece of shit. He also said, I met a woman who didn't leave the house for months because she was afraid of being picked up by ice and never seeing her U.S. citizen kids and husband again. What sense was there in terrorizing her family? The fact that she broke the law. Yeah. Matt. And why is her kid a citizen? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's that's the next issue that we'll resolve in the next year or so, I suppose. But yeah, and then the last one, I do what sense the was there? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I agree going. that this is probably not tactically sound, but if your instinct is to empathize with the fear of the Carlson family rather than with the fear of his victims, his <laughs> victims, then you should take a moment to reflect on <sighs> why this is. What oh a monumental piece of shit. This just makes me rage. It's it's disconnected from reality. I hope I hope you understand the precedent that you're setting, Matthew Iglesias, Iglesias whatever your fucking name is. I, um, He's got soy face too. Like, li uh, listen, you're enabling Antifa mobs. Your rhetoric is is enabling yeah, and encouraging yeah. Antifa mobs. Well, I'll, you know, to, to the extent this is the society you want to live in, I hope a mob shows up at your house and does the same shit. And since I know you don't believe in self defense, I guess you'll be at their mercy. Yeah. Enjoy it. I enjoy it. And that's not me wishing that upon him because that's the society I want to live in. That's me wishing that upon him because I want to see these people live by the standards that they set for others. That's why.
Yep. Oh, the live chat's saying that Tucker does have several guns. I just assumed that he, that he wouldn't because of the, where he lives. Hmm. So I was wrong. Sorry. Let's, um, let's, you want to do uh, Jeff Sessions before we take a break? I feel like I could do this pretty quickly. Sure. Because we're, we got, we're already like a half hour to go in the show and it's kind of, we, we've covered like half our topics, although a lot of these are shorter. But um, yeah, the news that I was in any other week would be like topic one that's buried deep down is, um, is at, at, at uh, Trump's request, at least as it's phrased in Jeff Sessions' letter, Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, has resigned from his post. So he is resigned, no longer eh? if effective immediately. It's, it says at the top of this letter, at your request, Mr. President, I am submitting my resignation. So this is effectively a firing. I'm guessing that Trump waited until after the election to minimize the uh, the negative press frenzy that would be inherent to this move. He probably didn't want the chaos leading up to the midterms, so wait until after. Uh, he has named his interim AG until he names a permanent AG for confirmation. It's going to be Sessions Chief of Staff, or at least that's the plan, Sessions Chief of Staff Matt Whitaker. Whitaker has previously been critical of the Russia investigation. Uh, Sessions, of course, famously recused himself from the overseeing the Russia investigation, which was a source of conflict between the president Speedy and himself. On. That's why Rosenstein was in charge. Rod Rosenstein was in charge of it. But now with Sessions out and no recu recusal as of now from Whitaker, a Russia investigation critic now heads it up, at least what's left of it. And supposedly it's going to wrap up shortly. More on that in a moment. But the, so now, as it stands now this weekend, Democrats allege that the appointment of this Matt Whitaker is unconstitutional in violation of the Senate's advice and consent powers. The Vacancies Reform Act allows the president to fill vacant positions for up to 210 days, but it's unclear if this applies to a quote, principal officer, someone who reports directly to the president. It's not legally clear whether Trump can, in fact, nominate Matt Whitaker specifically. You could, in fact, have Rod Rosenstein, deputy AG, who has already been confirmed by the Senate, step into the AG role. But that's apparently doesn't even not matter. Right. It's the 11th hour on this shit. Yeah, they, they clearly don't have anything or they uh, would have released the report before the midterms. Yeah, no, it's um. so it's it's not legally clear. There is some constitutional question here but the democrats don't care about the constitutional question they care about russia it's all about the russia investigation indeed uh one of the great clips of trump this week was him speaking to cnn reporter abby phillip um, when trump is about to leave i guess the white house for some sort of outing but abby phillip of cnn asks him hey are you doing this because you're trying to oust Mueller or undermine <laughs> Mueller?" and trump why trump has a fantastically trumpian response to abby phillip of cnn Robert what a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> so, but still, the whole a lot on the left believe this is a move to undermine Mueller across the country on Thursday night. There were protests uh, across cities in support of special counsel. Robert Mueller reports are about 100,000 participants in 900 cities nationwide. The organization behind it is something called Nobody is Above the Law. Here's some scenes from New York City. I guess this is Thursday night. Just 
Hey, that was kind of clever, don't you think? We're not a mob, we just like Bob. I mean, for them, that's kind of clever. And look at the quality of person there. It's like pussy hat wearing lesbians, <laughs> tiny flamboyant Mexican men, fat chicks. Every, every one of these mobs around the country looks the same. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with you there. Uh, before this is all said and done, of course, outgoing Senator Jeff Flake, he's got to do one last move that everybody hates before he leaves. Jeff Flake, retiring Arizona senator, to be replaced by Kirsten Sinema, I guess, is what's going to happen. There might be no difference, though, because because Jeff Flake says, when the Senate convenes next week, Democrat Chris Coons and I will ask for unanimous consent to bring Senate Bill 2644, the Special Counsel Independence and Integrity Act, to a vote on the Senate floor after the firing of the AG. It is more important than ever to protect the Special Counsel. Ugh. I'm so this word of this, Ugh. this is a law that would impose restrictions on the firing of, um, I guess any special counsel, not just Robert Mueller. Meanwhile, Mueller's report is, um, is expected very soon. Mueller and his team are reportedly writing their final report. It could be immediate. It could be maybe around year end. Uh, but the thing is wrapping up. And I guess that's why I consider this to be so idiotic as you were referencing earlier. All these Democrats and media are flailing to protest and oppose something that hasn't even happened. Like if Trump fires Mueller, I guess worry about it then. But is Trump really going to let this investigation go unobstructed? And that's not just me saying unobstructed. Remember, James Comey said the president made no effort to obstruct the investigation. He let this go unobstructed for a year and a half. And now in the 11th hour, he's going to fire Robert Mueller or meddle with Robert Mueller. It's not going to happen. Bother. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can't believe they really be- they believe this. And, and as a practical matter, it's irrelevant anyway. Trump has the votes in the Senate. He's going to have more votes in the Senate next year to get whoever the he can get Satan McHitler as um, as attorney general if he wants. And he's going to do that. So as a practical matter, I don't see the difference. The only thing you can worry about is if he actually does something that would have the effect or the appearance of obstructing with the invest of obstructing the investigation. If he fires Mueller, worry about it then. But yeah. I would be shocked by the political strategy if he did that. I love that he shamelessly did this like four seconds after the midterms too. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Mm. I, did, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, uh, I, I really don't think this is going to have, it's, I don't know, I guess I, guess I just got a kick that all of a sudden they all love Jeff Sessions. Like how else can you get um, yeah. people out? <laughs> I guess they were supporting Robert Mueller more than Jeff Sessions. But at the end of the day, they're out protesting the firing of Jeff Sessions. That's basically what's going on. Amazing. And maybe they'd say, well, we'd prefer a more neutral, we'd prefer an AG, interim AG nominee or a permanent nominee who's more politically neutral not outspoken yeah because the left is constantly seeking political neutrality. right on the other side of it they could have you know jesus luther king jr whatever nominated (laughs) as we've referenced before they'd still find a reason why it's unacceptable yeah satan mchitler and what was the other one jesus Jesus luther king jr that's pretty good yeah um okay i definitely want to get into acosta maybe we should take a little bit of a super chat break and then we'll do acosta and maybe just the rest of the we got a bunch topics in the show yeah let's 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 do maybe five minutes of super chat or so okay cool uh lisa tesh long time a listener uh first time donor you two get me through the week with a semblance of sanity hope you love it here in the good old idaho blonde i do oh, just cool. wanted to share a crumb from my severance with both of you guys thank you so much lisa well, we really thanks. appreciate it uh, Rainer Chen, this election fraud and lack of action from GOP is pissing me off. Without Trump, 
they could have been they, they could have been more cucked. Anyway, have a good time, guys. Hopefully, we can get we can have more suckers in prison for voter fraud. Can I read? Thank you, Richard. Uh, Rodzilla five three three two. Have you seen the pro-choice ad with the precious little baby girl in it? Disgusting. No. I got a couple emails. Uh, I think Jay Fry DM'd me on Twitter too. I've not had a chance to take a look at this in detail yet, but I've heard there's this. Is it Planned Parenthood or just a pro-abortion ad generally that's out that I need to see? But I haven't seen it yet. Pro-choice. I won't use that term. Women's reproductive health. It's like you mean baby killing? Yeah. Well, also, they don't support one of the choices. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, you right? Know, I mean, yeah. yeah. Emma Peterson, who looks remarkably like Rage After Storm. I uh, can't hmm. watch you live, sadly. Here's some money for your hard work or whatever scraps YouTube gives you. Thanks for continuing this podcast. It makes my Monday mornings great again. Thank you, well, Emma. Well, thanks for helping us do it. Appreciate it. Kag Ichi, or Kaje Ichi. Uh, my aunt lost her house. I'm from Paradise. 95% mm. of the town is gone. Damn. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry, man. That, that sucks. I, I hope your aunt is okay, at least. You know, I mean, it's it's not good to lose property, of course, but yeah. it can be replaced. So Micro I, I, hope, I hope she's all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your No, go, go for it. That was a bitch move. Mm. Uh, Colonel, uh, that feeling when 10,000 single childless men stayed home, stayed home to masturbate. Can't use naughty words in South Carolina anymore. <laughs> he spelled it like masturbate. Yeah, yeah. To like Chelsea's fishing. video. Yeah. Yeah. On loop rather than voting. Ugh. Here it's Remembrance Day, lest we forget. I'm sure that's what Chelsea believes. She believes that probably happened. Yeah, nobody was doing that. Um mm. I mean, she didn't even tie it in. What if she was like, I'm showing my boobs so that you are horrified enough to remember to vote? Then I'd be like <laughs> At least I, you okay. tried. At least there was some loose connection, sure. But just nothing. She's just dancing around in her yeah. underwear. AZ Archer, say what you mean, Matt. Say it, buddy. Say what you're thinking about my beloved Arizona. The wind was fishy. I saw my county in the South voting cinema, but she yeah. got most of her votes in a traditionally red county. Yeah, listen, I, I can't say without evidence, like, oh, it's the illegals. That's why this happened. I can't. I'm a person that believes evidence and reason matters, of course. I'm just saying it's circumstantially odd. And... If anyone I'm were not to... saying illegals. I'm just saying a demographic change has got. It could to be, be that too. It, it could be that too. Yeah. Um, Nick McBurnett said, "Now they're saying Beto for president. It's like they want to yeah. lose. That would be so amazing. I can't I wait that. for 2020. That might... every one of these candidates is going to be a disaster. He might too, because recall he refused to share any of his campaign hall, his giant pile of money with the Democratic Party generally or for other candidates. Excuse me. So, presumably. <laughs> He's saving it for himself, probably to run, I would think, to run we'll for something else. No one's going to yeah. vote for Slender Man over here. <laughs> uh, Dan Lopez, Trump will get to bash on Pelosi for two years now. Dev's taking the House, the best outcome he could have hoped for. I know the Senate was the really important thing. Now we can just stack the courts and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is totally going to kick the bucket. So things are looking up. Uh, Benny V, I'm pretty much the farthest thing from a conspiracy theorist you'll get. And I have to tell you what's going on in Florida is so blatantly fraudulent that I'm baffled we haven't stormed that room. I know, man. It's bad. Let's just do two more minutes. Uh, Liz P., y'all see what Joy Behar said on The View that the reason Democrats didn't flip the Senate <laughs> yeah. is because of gerrymandering? What? I forgot An about that. Twat. Yeah, she I said that? About that. She, she said, uh, yeah, she said the reason that, the, that Republicans won in the Senate is because of gerrymandering. We've gerrymandered the states of Harrison. How? How could I also she, saw a, a, Was she a guy, confused about what the Senate is maybe she doesn't even know i saw a guy with a phd in political science on twitter tweeting out look democratic senate candidates received like 10 million more votes but it's still plus three republicans or whatever yeah because it's popular votes within the states not overall yeah. popular we're a federation of 
mostly autonomous states, dude? Or do you just want one big giant country? Good luck holding us all together under such a structure. Um, you can't stop the scout. Blonde constantly bashing Mexicans is why I love this show. If any TV mm. personality said that, they'd be out of a job. It's refreshing <laughs> to get some politically incorrect humor when you live in California. Yeah, I kind of am out of a job. So let's just do one more for right now. Over sure. 53 Rogers, I don't want to black pill in the election, but it's difficult to see how things are going to get better electorally in the future. That being said, it's not over until it's over. Well, I, the, the, the white pills I would offer are that is that the stuff that's important is protected, as I, as I said. And the other thing is, of course, this is historically, it's, it's right in line with what we'd expect historically. I, I don't take this as a, any kind of, um, of rejection of Trump or Trump's agenda or the Republican Party. I think this is basically what you'd expect. You know, I, I'm, I'm not down on this election at all, to be honest. Oh, let me, um, let me just do We got three more, uh, streamlines. Let me take these real quick. Dildo Swaggins. Great name. As always me and the thousand Oaks shooter were both in the Marines and have the same last name. So people at work were making fun of me. Wow. Jeez. Well, uh, well, happy veterans day, man. Uh, smiling archer, Matt on Don Lemon from last week. There's no data misclassification in the investigative fund, which I detailed, on last week's stream, all the best. Now, now say the 14 words. We must secure the existence of Tommy Robinson. You thought I was going there. Again, didn't I? Again. And the future for free speech. I can definitely get on board with the 14 words for free speech, man. Thanks for supporting the show. Matt, did you get my email about suggestions for Discord? Also, everyone donate on Streamlabs. YouTube is probably funneling your money to left-wing groups to take a bigger cut. P.S. The Tucker thing is terrorism. Um... I think, I don't know. I guess that's a good question. Would I qualify what happened with Tucker as terrorism? Violence in pursuit of a political cause. I guess the question is, does action against property count as violence or implicit threat of violence count as violence? Like strictly speaking, I guess there wasn't violence against the person. But it's uh, other than that, I think it contains all the elements of terrorism that would be there. Threat to violence. Violence against property was, was present. And it was in pursuit of a political motive. So I, I guess I don't think that's, that's crazy. Um, and yes, YouTube might be giving your money to charity. We don't know. And presumably they're charities yeah. with certain political slants. Thanks for supporting the show. Okay. It's a cost of time. And if kind of goes without saying, I think we're going to go a little long tonight, as you mentioned. So thanks for putting up with that. Cause sure are. you know, it's just, it's so much to talk about this week and neither of us talked about it. So yeah, maybe we'll go a little long, but, uh, but hang in there. Um, Okay, so so tr- after the uh, after the midterms on Wednesday, Trump holds this press conference at the White House, and he takes some sixty-eight questions from thirty-five reporters during the exchange. Famous fake newsman himself, Jim Acosta, grandstands about the quote-unquote racist immigration ad that we watched last week, the one about um, Luis. Bracamontes, that cop killer in California. Oh, yeah. And, and then uh, Acosta tries to get a follow-up about the Russia investigation. Trump is like, dude, your time's done. Move on. Acosta refuses. A White House intern tries to grab the mic from him, and Acosta still refuses. Eventually, the press conference moves on, and Trump rips Acosta for rudeness. I left the exchange in full. I, it's a little bit long. It's about two minutes, but I just wanted a full understanding of how this breaks down. And then we'll talk about how this got even more controversial from here. So this is uh, Acosta versus Trump on Wednesday after the election. 
think that you demonized immigrants in not this election no, to try to keep them. I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. You your campaign, wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. <laughs> well, no, it's true. I just wanted Trump to be like, what do you think this is, Sandy Hook? They weren't actors. I mean, come on. He didn't go there, though. Anyway. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let would me be ask, much better. If I, if I may <laughs> ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may ask one other ahead. question, are you worried? Of, that's enough. That's I mean, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. that's enough. Mr. President, one other question, if I may ask on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, <laughs> are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? <laughs> Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, Go in ahead, Jim, Peter. So in Jim's defense, Ooh. I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either. So I understand. To be honest. <laughs> so, let me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly you said are, you are the best, Mr. President. You repeatedly <laughs> over the course. Okay, of the, just sit down, please. And Jim Ooh. jumps back well, in. When too. you when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Man, okay. I see why he's banged such hot bitches his whole life. Because <laughs> he's just got a commanding presence. Like that was that really endeared him to me. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I don't have an issue. I don't have a huge issue with being forceful with a guy. It's like, look, you asked your question. I gave it's an answer. Down, it's yeah. someone else's turn. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Shut up, dude. But then this took kind of a a turn for. The worst, I guess I'm disappointed or annoyed with the way that this debate developed, because what happened subsequently is now Jim Acosta's hard pass, which is basically his security clearance to get into the White House. These journalists have these passes, so you don't have to get it revoked. Yeah, it's revoked. So he 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 went to the White House later that night, tried to get in the security guards like you don't have a pass here anymore. You can't come in. And um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, White House uh, uh, press secretary clarified on Twitter, and she says that um, President Trump believes in a free pass press and expects and welcomes tough questions from of him and his administration. We will, however, never tolerate a reporter placing his hands on a young woman just trying to do her job as a White House intern. This conduct is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, and so we're revoking the hard pass of the individual in question today. Uh, and it kind of goes on. There's a little more detail. You're free to read that if you'd like. So the idea here is that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is using the con the idea that Jim Acosta was physically forceful with this intern and that's why his I don't like pass it. is being revoked. I don't like it. It stinks of Michelle Fields. 
I can watch um if you want to see it in slow motion really quickly again. This is uh this is sort can of Can we the... watch Trump berate him again so much? <laughs> Here's here it is again in slow motion. I mean to me what it looks like is her reaching for the mic. Jim Acosta again unjustifiably holding on to the mic when he should yield it because his turn is over. And that right there, that kind of brushes, I guess, what's in contention here. <sighs> this no, prompts I, Jim I Acosta to go on CNN with uh, Anderson Cooper and explain what happened. Now, Acosta says, I never touched her. And that just heats this up even more because, strictly speaking, he did, in fact, touch her. But the yeah, question that's is, exactly did, what they did to Corey Lewandowski. That's yeah. a, you know, this is another thing of like, do we apply their rules to them or do we do the right thing? Like, he clearly didn't assault her. Yeah. But I don't care. They can revoke his press pass just for him being a grandstanding douche. Why can't I they think just that's say the, that? I think that's the better argument. Yeah. But here's what uh, here's what Acosta says with um, with Anderson Cooper on CNN. The White House is suspending CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta's press pass until further notice. The word came down hours after Acosta asked the president questions at the news conference this afternoon. Jim joins us now. So take us through what's going on. Yeah, I, I went back to the White House actually to do a, a live shot for your program. Uh, just before 8 o'clock, and when I arrived at the gate, the Secret Service came out and informed me uh, that my press credentials uh, were being, uh, I guess, revoked temporarily. You know, I was just trying to ask a, a question of the president at this press conference, and it was obviously a question they didn't like. It was about his uh, racist ad on, on the caravan that they were running before the midterms. Uh, this intern came up to me. I, they're describing her as an intern. I don't really know who she is, and attempted to take the microphone away from me. Uh, all I can say at that point is that I was trying to hang on to the microphone so I could continue to ask the president questions. I didn't uh, put my hands on her or touch her, as they're alleging. And it's just unfortunate that the, the White House is saying this. Uh, you know, we all try to be professionals over there, and I think I handled myself professionally. Really? I do think, mm -hmm. Anderson, that th this is a test uh, for all of us. I, I, I do think they're trying to, to shut us down to some extent. Uh, inside the White House press corps. And, and to some extent, I think they're trying to send a message to our colleagues. Uh. And I never thought in this country that I, I wouldn't be able to go and cover the president of the United States uh, simply because I was trying to ask a question. He always makes himself like the tip of the journalist yeah. spear as though like he represents yeah, them yeah. all. It's like, ju it's just you, dude. It's just you. And he actually. makes himself a victim and, and central to all these situations. So for a long time, I've been like, is he trying to get kicked out of the White House so we can be like, wah? Yeah. So sad about Maybe. this. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we should just Lewandowski him. And, and <laughs> I, I don't really care. I mean, if, yeah. if, they, if they're going to do it, to, they would not shut up about Michelle Fields. And, and it was exactly the same, the same situation where they're like, well, you lied about touching her. He's like, I didn't even realize that, that I touched her. Yeah. And um, I'm not, I'm not going to rip. Basically, I hate everybody in this entire <laughs> scenario. Uh, it's one of those scenarios where I'm like, I, I, I hate everybody. I mean, I hate I hate Acosta for making everything about Acosta. Yeah. I forget who said it this week, but the only breaking news Acosta breaks is news about Acosta. <laughs> he is your number yeah. one source for breaking Acosta news. Yeah. So to the points on Acosta, one, there is no massive effort against the press. Trump took tons of questions in this meeting. In fact, at the uh, same point in Obama's uh, presidency, the, after the midterm, he took significantly less questions from significantly less reporters. Yeah. Trump took tons more. I don't see how he's an anti-press president for this exchange, specifically at least. Um, I will say that for Acosta, saying he didn't touch the intern is poorly phrased. But as we said, as a technical matter, he um, uh, he did. But I don't see any that malicious intent, like that violent intent. I would never call that assault or battery if I saw that. You know, just a, just that clip, much like the Lewandowski case. You, 
third point for Acosta, you don't have a right to a White House press pass. You have a right to your speech, uh-huh. your, your, but your rights aren't being violated here. Um, aren't they only supposed to ask one question? I think you might get one in a follow-up, but generally if you're told you're he done, asks, like, you're done. He asks like five questions. Yeah. And then he's just like, won't give her the mic. Ooh. I am. I do believe that the president and the White House should maximize press freedom as much as possible, but there's got to be a line for what's abusive of the rules, you know? Fuck and these the, people. I don't care what sure. happens. Um, to Sarah Sanders, uh, I think that making this about whether or not he was physically forceful with her, I think makes the argument weaker. I think the issue with Acosta is not whether or not he touched her, or whether it was forceful. The issue is that he grandstands and makes everything a show about himself. Uh, I think he's generally unprofessional. I think he disrespects yeah. other journalists who are waiting their turn. Say what you will about respect for the presidency or the White House. He's disrespecting his colleagues by yeah. taking up their time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a strong enough argument to revoke his pass on its own. And This is what I, he wanted. I kind of wish we wouldn't have done this. But he also takes up so much time at these press conferences and then yeah. it gets so much news drawn to him based on his ridiculous line of questioning. And this yeah. poor intern, too. At one point, she looks to Trump like, what do I do? Like, how do yeah. I, I She's can't... looking for direction. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, everybody looks to Trump for direction. <laughs> the bottom line too, for me is like, I'm not a fan of how Acosta conducted himself here. I think he's totally unprofessional. I don't have a problem with some punitive action against him necessarily, but if I'm going to say definitively, and I am that the Lewandowski case was not assault or battery, I have to be consistent. Right, be like this right. was not assault or battery and whether or not Acosta lied if I believe it to be a lie about touching her, I don't think is actually material to the rest of the the facts of this case. No, but as an unprincipled person, as a punitive measure, <laughs> I really yeah. like him to be Lewandowski. I think that people mm. should just start me tooing him. Just me too, everybody on CNN. I don't care. <laughs> sure. Anderson Cooper you know, raped me. I don't, Um, even though Trump was- No one's going to believe that. Uh, Trump was kind of forceful as we were commenting, but I think he mostly got this right in the way that he responded to this, even though he was aggressive, not just with Jim Acosta, but with April Ryan too. But Trump doesn't (laughs) go after the alleged physical altercation in responding to this um, later. He just talks about how Jim Acosta is unprofessional and there's got to be some standards. As far as I understand, but she is the White House press secretary, basically the mouthpiece for the institution. Mm -hmm. But this is what Trump had to say, and I'm more in line with this argument than Sarah Huckabee Sanders' argument, although it contains another attack. I think Jim Acosta is a very unprofessional man. I think he does this with everybody. He gets paid to do that. I don't think he's a smart person, but he's got a loud voice. And here, wait, wait, David, do you mind if I answer the question? As far as I'm concerned, I haven't made that decision, but it could be others also. When you're in the White House, this is a very sacred place to me. This is a very special place. You have to treat the White House with respect. You have to treat the presidency with respect. If you've ever seen him dealing with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, it's a disgrace. The same thing with April Ryan. I mean, you talk about somebody that's a loser. She doesn't know what the (laughs) hell she's doing. She's very uh, nasty, and she shouldn't be. You've got to treat the White House and the office of the presidency with respect. Now, some would say, you know, Trump hasn't treated the office with respect. He hasn't been dignified in a lot of his conduct. I, I think there's some fair point there. But but the idea is he's the one who was elected to that office and he gets to make a lot of these rules. So, right. You know, and I fail to see how he hasn't it. done that. Why? Hmm. Because of his uh, sexual ex- escapades? I, I, no, well, I just mean he's I, I guess there could be some criticism of Trump being kind of 
Trump demanding a certain respectful, a respectful um, decorum between the president and, and reporters. Meanwhile, he's saying like, what a loser. This guy's dumb. You know, I mean, he's not upholding that himself, but he's the one who makes the rules about these exchanges. They don't have a right to it, to it. They, they are, you know, they get to question him um, at his, uh, at his pleasure. Now, granted, I would like to see a president who's as open to the press as possible, but I generally think he's very open to the press. I think this press conference showed it. And I like the, the layperson style smackdown. I just, (laughs) I really appreciate that. You're dumb. You're incompetent. (laughs) You're a loser. Your network sucks. I'm like, yeah, all right. Mm. Like my favorite Trump week. People love it. People, they never get tired of him ripping on the press. Honestly, what we're I've... all doing at home. We're like, you suck, Jim Acosta. Sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. So we'll see how this um, turns out. As you heard him mention there, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders had said this is on a temporary basis. Trump had said he hasn't decided. I have a feeling Trump will let Jim back in because it's sort of like, you know, it's like um, God and Satan or something black and white. You need uh, you need that. They're, they're adversaries. You need that adversarial force for a little fun. And I think Trump likes having that punching bag. Yeah, I think um, so. I think Jim will be back. I think Jim will be back probably sooner rather than later. Hmm. Let's uh, we got hoax hate and um, and this attack in Mel- Melbourne. Why don't we just get through these and then we'll uh, we'll close out with super chat. Sound well, good? Uh, before uh, where's my where's my ten minute long sounder? Oh geez. Yeah, it's it's Come that here, time. Caesar. Come here. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Uh, Why can't I get I can't get it up on screen. That's going to be a bummer if I can't. Hold on. Can't get it up. Come here, (laughs) Caesar. Can't get it up. Technical difficulties. Let's see what I can do here. Uh, well, dang it. Let's see. I think I have one more option. Here, I thought you had the technical failure of the night with your random departure. Yeah, that was pretty here, dumb. Here we go. The, uh, the K-State police say a racist note on uh, Kansas State apartment door was a hoax. Who could believe that this handwritten note that you see posted on some guy's apartment on campus that says, beware, N-words live here. Knock at your own risk <laughs> that that would in fact be fake. I can't believe it. The Kansas State University Police Department said this racist note found on the door of the K-State mm. Department in Manhattan was created and posted Wait, on the door. Wait, this happened in Manhattan, Kansas? Yes. Come on. I don't know anything about Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, it's not, it's not super conservative. There's just no way. This, hmm. Yeah. The police say it was, the note was created and posted on the door by the person who reported it in the first place. Police said they received a report of the note on Monday after questioning the individual. Police said, quote, the person who reported the incident admitted to creating and posting the note on their own door. You don't say. The incident comes almost exactly a year after a similar incident in Manhattan in which a man admitted to vandalizing his own car with racial slurs. I'm pretty sure we covered this ourselves. Was that the sailor? This was a guy with a black car. I'm looking at the images right now. You can click the link in the article. Um, but he, his windshield says, all N-words must die. And then remember this. You'll remember this quote, I think. The windshield says, date your own kind. <remember that? Date your own kind. Oh, that was Hoax Die, 
Die Boy. Yeah, that one was confirmed to be hoax too. A hoax too. And there were no charges filed in that case. Now, it appears, I'm reading between the lines here, that there aren't going to be charges filed in this one either. K-State police said the matter will be addressed in accordance with applicable disciplinary procedures. So no punishment is... Uh, Apparently not. I'm not clear if there was actually a false police report filed in this case or not. That would be the criminal element if, in fact, that happened. So it's not clear to me if there's a crime or not. But either way, you got to stop covering and coddling these these hoaxers at Kansas State. I think the guy's name should at least be published. He posted to social media misleading his campus, defaming his campus indirectly. When you do this, you actually make people believe that it's a racist campus that you wouldn't want to be at. Well, what kind of leftist garbage are they teaching kids? They aren't really kids, are they? Um, I are don't they know. I don't teaching know. people that's, that's leading, that's, that's helping them develop this, this victim complex? Or is this purely from their earlier lives? I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we could piece it together if we know who in fact did this. It was posted to social media earlier, but the tweets are deleted. I don't know if it was on Facebook. You could probably track down the guy who did it. But the point is, I think that should be part of the process. If you are yeah. a confirmed hoaxer, you should be known. Your story should be known. And you got to stop. Now that's two in the last year at Kansas State. The next one gets presumption of falsehood. I'm sorry. You have to start <laughs> presuming these things are false before you start publishing them yeah. as presumably true. Agreed. Okay. You know, it's. I mentioned at the top of the show, it's been quite some time since we've played this sounder, but uh, it, it's... When was the last terrorist attack? I don't even remember. It's been a long time, but we got an update this week. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Tell me about this, dude, because I've seen the footage, but I don't know a lot of the details. So on Friday, this Melbourne, Friday afternoon, 30-year-old, I'm going to butcher this, um, no pun intended, Oof, that was that was bad blonde that was <laughs> hassan khalif sheer ali uh pulled up in bork street in a four-wheel drive containing gas cylinders turned to their open position and what police said was a failed plan to cause an explosion because he is a stupid muslim that is editorializing from blonde mm. um the somali-born ali Somali born, then stabbed three men, including the popular 74 year old Italian restaurateur Sisto Malaspina, who died on the scene. The two other victims are now recovering um, in a Melbourne hospital. And his passport was revoked in 2015. I couldn't get much information on that. Why? The, uh, the attacker? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, we'll watch the video in a second. But during the attack, police and civilians tried to subdue him before a new police member who's only three months out of the academy, shot him in the chest, and then Ali later died in the hospital. So the media, of course, is acting like he just had mental health issues. Yeah. They're talking about how, like, he had, uh, leading up to this event, he experienced delusions and all this shit. Yeah. Um, he, he, they say uh, he had delusions about people... Let's see. His family says he was complaining he was being chased by unseen people with spears and that his life had spun out of control with mental health and substance abuse problems. Okay. Really? Mm. Right. Nothing at all to do with a particular persuasion. Yeah. He might have. footage really troubles me because I'm like, what are these police officers doing? Shoot him. Shoot him. So there is ample footage from various people who witnessed this happen. And 
I want to play it just because I think how this played out is um, is is interesting to see uh, the times we live in. So you know, if you're sensitive to, it's not very graphic, but this is violence unfolding. I found it on YouTube, so apparently it doesn't violate YouTube terms. So we're gonna play it, see what happens. But if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, maybe not for you. People um, seem exceptionally calm in this too. Like like people are like walking by. I'm- Here's uh, here's the footage of the uh, of the attack. So after, I should say, he had already like crashed his car and it was burning during this, right? But you're seeing him go after police and civilians with a knife in his hand, and watch how the police just kind of like let him do it. Yeah, they just kind of sort of try to corner him, but they don't actually stop him until they finally shoot him dead. See, the police are just backing off as he approaches them with a knife. That dude was just on his phone. Look at all the people watching. This this part right here. Do you see what, what just happened there? It's a civilian yeah, trying to stop cart. him with a shopping cart. That's legendary. Yeah, right here, this guy on the right in the black trying to push a shopping cart into him. And here he is just hacking at police personnel, I presume. Until finally, this cop shoots him. What's the hold up here? Did he die? Was yeah, he killed? He died. Yeah. he died. Okay. Yeah. Later in the hospital, he wasn't killed instantly. But like, yeah. there was a lot of hacking and running around in circles. It's like you know, just just kill him. Yeah, I I'm speculating here. I'm I'm assuming that some of the U.S. culture of like being terrified of shooting a person of color who needs to be shot immediately. I assume that's kind of in play here that they are terrified of being reprimanded for what is an obviously justified police shooting. But I guess I'm surprised that even if they have fear of being called racist or whatever, that their instincts wouldn't override that. Yeah. It's like, I get it. You're terrified of being called a racist, but he's hacking people up in front of you right now. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, the desire to appear to be a good person or virtue signaling does seem to override a lot of basic instincts. Strangely, strangely so. Did you see this tweet from uh, Imam of Peace? I just did. Kind of, it was heartwarming, but also very sad. Just noting what he had observed watching the footage, he says, I watched the video of yesterday's attack, and I believe he lives in Australia. Does he not, Imam of Peace? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't that. know anything about him. So. I think he does. I watched the video of yesterday's attack nearly 50 times so far. If you pay attention, one of the wounded men crawled up to the other wounded man who later passed away, put his hand on his back to give him support. The true nature of a nation reveals itself during hard times. My goodness, man. What an awful scene. And uh, yeah, this yeah. is what happens when you uh, culturally enrich your country. Also, the women that were filming, what the hell language were they speaking? I don't know. Yeah. I, were they I have speaking no Mandarin? Was that, was that what I heard? It's just like a compilation of clips from the sun. That's where I got, uh, that's where I got that. But, it's like, what is happening in these countries, in Western countries? But yeah, just a bizarre thing to watch. You got a guy hacking people up on your streets with a knife in his hand and the first thing you're going to do is rush to say no 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 nothing to do with the religion of peace definitely mental illness drug use delusional all that and then your cops have been conditioned so far down this down this rabbit hole of my racism or whatever my cultural sensitivity that they're actually allowing not just themselves to be actively hacked at but civilians in their community like if the police force exists for a reason just one reason it's to stop 
people from stabbing one another. I know, that, right? <laughs> that, that's yeah. like primary function number one. Oh, um, he is and, Australian. And I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to rip police aggressively because that's not a job I sign up to do. It's honestly, I don't think I could do it well. You, you're volunteering to put yourself in very dangerous situations like this that are incredibly demanding. So I'm not someone who's done that. I don't want to act like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to rip them too heavily, but I, I, I'm shocked that this is the, the state of the culture we've cultivated basically. Yeah. It's a real mm. problem. Um, I wonder if anybody's going to be like, you killed a, a man of color. I didn't have time to look for that, but it's, check the sure, root. Someone the root would be the first place yeah. you go for something <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, I was looking at the root earlier today because I'm constantly, if people aren't familiar, it's like this black identity politics publication. And I was looking at a root, root coverage of something that someone had sent to me. And I'm always trying to wonder, is this the greatest trolling ever made or is it sincere? Yeah. But I was reading a root article and he got one of those like subscription pop-ups, like subscribe to our newsletter. And it said, like, find blackness in your inbox every day. Subscribe to the root. And I thought, what? Like, find whiteness. Find whiteness in your inbox every day. That would be a white supremacist publication. But the root is some wonderful minority empowering. The (laughs) blackonion.com. Basically, yeah. That's basically what it is. Okay, we're uh, we're over time. But let's let's, uh, check in on our Super Chat before we get out of here. Sure. All right, Philbert 53 Rogers, I don't want to blackpill on the election, but it's difficult to see how things are going to get. Did I already read this? Yeah, yeah, I, I think sure so. Did. I, yep. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Uh, Eric Gray, how, um, ask how many ballots need to be counted. Brenda Snipes stated, I don't know how many do we need to win. Yeah, yeah basically. I think that's the idea. Um, Jason Takis, I hope we win Florida since it will probably be the last chance. 1.5 million felons will be pushing the state blue from here on out. I know, man. Oh yeah. I don't know the status of that. How ridiculous is Is that? Is that for sure going to happen or did it happen? Is it already in place or I don't know anything about it. Okay. Um, Travis Baye. Oh, sorry. My legs are asleep. I got to stop sitting with my legs crossed. It's so weird. Um, Travis Baye, you guys hear about cops killing a guy, um, enforcing the red flag law that allows cops to confiscate guns if someone files a complaint against a suspicious gun owner, basically like swatting gun owners. Hmm. This is in Maryland. No, I didn't. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to take a look. I, I saw Travis did email that to me. So I'll take a look at that this week. Damn. Um, Dakota Stanton said blonde went to Florida to vote. Don't tell <laughs> Gabriel Lopez. I love how uncomfortable Matt looks when blonde Fox off for a second. I'm sorry. That was my hmm. fault. I literally was trying to type in the live chat and I was like, click. <laughs> see ya oh yeah well yeah it's like uh i don't know i i, I don't watch I, I don't watch numbers and chat and things while we're live because it's it's too distracting and the show will suffer but the moment i realized that like okay i'm live in front of a significant audience and yeah. i have no plan and nobody to bounce off with so i'm just like uh you know what do i do <laughs> how do i entertain these people yeah that's true yeah that's true. This is why I never look at how many live viewers they are. And mm. I, I think I told you this, but uh, a few weeks ago, I had a dream that you weren't there and I had to operate the call-in show by myself. And mm. It was just a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a dream. We would never attempt that in real life. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, one time I missed a call-in show and, I, and someone emailed me and they said something like, well, why doesn't Blonde just run it? But they were sincere. And I... And, and that was my response, like, why doesn't Blonde just well, I know. come on? Blonde can't even avoid <laughs> clicking out of the Hangout Yeah. when she's doing 3,200 live viewers right now. Wow. Well, wow. well thanks for tuning in, oh, guys. Wow. 
Um, Head McNeck, Matt and I found some ballots whilst making love mm. in a Broward County barn. By the way, he cries after love making. That is the worst one oh I've ever read. <laughs> That's false. Ew. Yamafago is a Floridian. I think it's time to demote Florida to a territory so we can't screw up elections for everyone anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Florida's got some problems. Smash Bra, Ben Shapiro and PewDiePie did a collab on Pewds channel. The likes and comments are overwhelmingly positive. Good. Um, cool. Good. That's that is cool. I I never thought I, back when I was into video game content more. I was never a big PewDiePie guy. I just thought I it was weird him. and I didn't I really get great. it. But the the culture has shifted so much in the years since I've been doing that content that I. I feel like a, a hardened PewDiePie ally. It's just strange how the world develops that way. Yeah, he's about to marry the most adorable chick. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman917, no comment other than thanks for all you do. Thank well, you. thanks for um, tuning in. Cheers. Boogeyman, I appreciate it. Richard McLaughlin, Florida prosecutors barely go after Epstein underage. A sex island Epstein equals friend of Bubba Bill while arresting mm. Rush Limbaugh for prescription drug charges, but not even they could help Michelle feel. Wow, yeah, fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Keith Johnson, unpopular opinion. Voting should be made more difficult than it is. People need to commit at least some time to the process. Voting is not a virtue for the ignorant. Hashtag vote campaigns are pretty stupid. I totally agree. I was talking to my husband about this today. Why do people want more people to vote? I want fewer people to vote. More informed, better quality, lower quantity of people. There's Abstaining an is a valid choice. I don't understand. There's why. an argument to be made, and I, I feel awfully conflicted on this issue, to be honest. I don't well, the kind of person that, that right can now. be influenced by a get-out-the-vote candidate is a stupid, low-IQ leftist voter. I can almost guarantee it. And he's probably, well, mm, nah, I'm going to refrain. I'm just going to say I, I can see both sides of this, and I'd have to hash it out. Yeah. But you'll see, Matt and I once made love in a pile of boxes full of Republican ballots. The sweet, passionate lovemaking was not interrupted by Brenda Snipes walking in to collect them funny about that great story appreciate compelling it. and rich the lansing i'm from broward county and i voted i can tell you that there is a county imposed ceiling for the iq of people hired to moderate the polling booths i think it can't be any higher than 81 i bet you're right bro hmm. um m3 talman one dear diary donnie pulled my credential today it hurt but I think it means he likes me. <laughs> you get a fuck you DM from Jim Acosta for that. See if it happens. Stevie Salaji just caught myself repeating Melbourne way too many times. Yeah, we do the same. Yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, if there's any listeners in Melbourne, Florida, uh, please email me and tell me how you pronounce. I guess the American must pronunciation say Melbourne. is Melbourne. Yeah. I swear to God, it was Melbourne. Uh, BB, thank you, BB. We really appreciate it. Please say search rather than Google it. You know, you're totally right. My brother co guess. corrects me all the time, and I still keep doing it. I've got to stop. Search it. But I like, search can it. I say it in the jank way? Google it. Google it. This is bullshit. <laughs> can I do it that way? You have to be pouring sweat, and you need to gain 100 pounds. I'm about pouring sweat sitting <laughs> under these lights right now. Nick Kramer says, I like your show, and we like you, Nick. Well, thanks. Uh, KLT, love the show the first time donating, but uh, the moment of Mirror Matt Madness was majestic. Oh, yeah, that's because, um, so that's the other thing that makes it awkward, is if you get disconnected, it just defaults to the shitty webcam that feeds to you, but it puts it up on the screen for the stream. Oh, really? So what you end up with is an image of two me's but one of on them's the screen. High one of them's decent quality and one's like garbage looking, and uh -huh. both of them are like, oh, shit, what do I do now? Blonde's gone. The stream looks like crap. I have no way to entertain these people and I hope she comes back soon. Otherwise, I'm screwed. 
Oh, so people in the live chat are making fun of me for saying Bork Street, which is how it's spelled, but it's got to be like Buck Street, right? It's B-O-U-R-K-E. Something like that. How would you say that? Uh, I would read it Bork. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beck Street? Or Beck, let Burke me know, Street? Australians in the live Beck. chat. Um, Dakota Stanton said, they'll prop up her corpse until 2024. Yeah, there's a funny Weekend of Bernie meme that's been going around. Hmm. Um, Dylan Orban, thanks for being the shitty show I get to enjoy every Sunday. First-time donation wow. and long-time watcher. Keep it up, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, Burke Street. Burke Street. Fair know. enough. I don't know, man. Is it Weekend of Bernie? Is that what the movie is? Why am I asking you? Okay. Dylan Orban, I just read that one. Rick Moranis, what does a lifetime appointment mean when the future, uh, when in the future, a justice can literally be cryogenically frozen anytime court mm. is not in session? That's really good. Yeah, good call. Did the founding fathers foresee that? I know. That's a good question. I bet not. Um, Kai Cooper says, RBG won't live five years. Yeah, I can't even imagine. She's going to be 90 years old. Downskated said, working tonight, am I the only one watching Pelosi that makes me believe that vampires are real? No. I <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Semper Ad Meliorius or Sam, I was very pleased at the SNL apology. Also, not to get ahead of ourselves, but how fucking cool would it be if one day our president had an iPad? <laughs> that would be, It'd be pretty badass, sure. Uh, Roy Bear, love the show. Great way to start my midnight shift every week. Too bad Pete Davidson's dad didn't have a take your son to work day. <laughs> oh, jeez, wow. I can't believe someone could have so much hate in their heart. That's what that I is. can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. <laughs> Haha ha says this non-feminist female woodworker ooh, just sold a dining table. So y'all get a few extra clamshells to keep this bountiful wow. boat afloat. Well, By the way, what's the story behind the Matt and I made love? I missed that origin story over the years. Cheers. Thank you. Haha. Ha. We you, appreciate it. Big donation. I, did, I don't even know the origin. Uh, story. Me, if, if you're listening guy who chronicled the origin of it, can you email me? Uh, because uh, some guy went back and I think it's episode like 66 or it's in the 60s. Some guy chronicled the origin of it. And I should have that posted somewhere just so people know I, when he he did. He, he did tell us before. So this is a call to him. If he's listening, get back in touch with me so I can make that publicly available. The I real actually... origin story is just that Matt's a big butt pirate and yeah. everybody found out about it. Yeah. Um, Will Ander, always appreciate your Patreon messages, Blonde. You have my support forever. Much love. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Joshy Boy, did you wear a top hat and have a curly mustache when you earned that achievement, Matt? Uh, it, yeah, it's called the Dastardly Achievement, but I don't know if you could put John Marston in a top hat in Red Dead Redemption. The achievement where you put the whore on the, the, oh, the railway, the, the train tracks, and get her run over. Um, yeah. Benjamin Abrams, 100 years ago today, the end of the war to end all wars, ending horror... Uh, today, Matt, look at me uh, to Passchendaele for the sweet lovemaking to end all lovemaking. The okay. epitome, I know it's epitome of sexiness. I'll meet you there. Patrick Waz was too busy being a nerd tonight to catch the show, but still wanted to throw some money at you. Thank you, Pat. Well, we appreciate thanks. that. A Dragon Bear, there's a video from inside the bar showing the bar completely empty, save for the videographer and one or two people at the bar, and the floor is completely cleared when you hear nine shots go off. Ooh, hmm. I can't walk down this road. Or I'm Interesting. Be I did. I, in the future. I did see there was some footage inside. I have not looked at it closely, uh, so I, I can't comment on that. But 
Um, hmm. Ib, Bot, PTN. Uh, I've been listening for about a year, first time contributing. I really enjoy the show, even if Matt won't like make love to me. Keep up the good work. He totally well, you just, will. You just got to ask. Obviously, it's not ask. very difficult. Thanks Bill for McPherson the show. with the good hair. I th thank you, previous guy that I can't. E, Bot, Bot, <laughs> PN. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm not gamed in a decade, but got Red Dead 2 Friday. Mm, I've not good. gamed it. I can't read at the end of the show. Um, but got Red Dead on Friday night. Deporting illegals and punching whiny feminists never felt so good. Yeah, it's a fantastic game, man. Perhaps the next Grand Theft Auto will have Antifa in it, if you know what I mean. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Jason Barsamian. The bouncer had a concealed carry in California, wouldn't let him carry it because alcohol was there. Also, uh, my dad just got a CCW. Ah, so this is mm. the alcohol thing. Gotcha. Um, you can't even carry in a private establishment in which he's employed? That's kind of crazy. I guess not. Uh, character the, holding, let me yeah. say again, the largest minority is the individual. Interesting. Very philosophical. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, when you think about that, I'm always going to be in favor of, that's why like the rates of, I've, I've had the question before, like, well, would you be persuaded against guns if it could be shown definitively that an effort to restrict their availability correlated with reduction in gun violence? And to me, the answer is no, because I don't care about rates. I care about the individual's ability to defend him or herself. It's not about right, rates. Right. It's about the individual. Yeah, and remove suicide and we'll talk. Hmm. And what is gun violence? Um, Stan, friend of the show, says those who believe in common sense gun law truly believe that anyone who would back them would never be irresponsible with guns and a complete ban means Chicago becomes utopia. Blind truth. Ain't that the truth, Sam? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Big LC. Let's give Tucker's wife an AUG and see what happens when Soyafa <laughs> turns up again. Um, fuck me, that story wasn't was inferior. That poor lady. Hmm. Give, her a, give her a cool rifle, he's saying. I'm, I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, this name is rough. Um, Casa Villanus Anestis. On November 11th at 11 a.m., 1918, the guns fell silent. A hundred years ago today, World War One came to an end. Fox Indeed. has been doing some pretty good tributes. Yeah. I appreciate Happy it. Veterans Day. Um, Izzy Long, police said there were six off-duty off cops inside when this happened. Why were they not armed? Wow. Liberal anti-freedom laws are the reason. Ugh. If you voted blue, the blood is on your hands, not ours. Whew, that's rough. If the, I had not heard that, if that's true. That's a bummer. Um, the mighty sumo regarding those fools outside Carlson's house, Peter Griffin said it best, a chicken in every pot and a cap in every ass. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Miles Kinslow. Hey guys, I could not understand today's left. Are there any sane Democrats left to watch? Um, just got done watching David Pakman and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. David Fudge. Pakman, I really, sucks. I've heard good things about Kyle Kalinske, but I've not watched myself. I should probably oh, I saw check him it out with Ann Coulter or no. Was it, was it him with Ann Coulter? I actually don't remember. Maybe she about... was just talking about how she wouldn't debate him because he's stupid. Hmm. He's uh, he's the only person I hear good things about right now. I've not checked it out, um, which is uh, honestly, I want to find a voice that I respect or I, you know, that I find worth consuming, but it's, it's few and far between right now. I mean, I guess when I think about leftists, I think about people like Sargon. Uh, as far as the far left is concerned, I'm like, you people are insane. I can't. No yeah, I mean, that's the no thing retreat. is like I, I can listen to and enjoy people I have disagreement with within the framework of like foundational agreement. Yeah. But with somebody I, we don't have that I don't have foundational agreement with. And by that, I mean, like Bill of Rights values that I always reference. If we don't agree on that. It's very difficult to have any common ground worth sharing whatsoever. Yeah. Get out of my country. Hmm. Um, 
Hi, Cooper. If the Second Amendment doesn't protect modern semi-auto firearms, then I counter that the First Amendment doesn't protect anything more advanced than a printing press. Check of course. Yeah. Sure. That's a pretty good argument. Uh, Sam says, Dear Don's resting bitch face lemon, mass shootings are directly correlated to the amount of coverage they get in the media, not gun laws. See also how suicide rates relate to TV coverage of suicides. Interesting. Interesting. I had not heard that, the latter D- part of that. David Blackstone, Tommy Robinson, and PayPal. I forgot to address that. On the yeah, show. that's right. I totally forgot about that. And that mm. no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of the name. Revelation 13, yeah. 17. Even if God, you don't dude. believe this, it's scary. Yeah. Um, TNT cycles PDX. Trending third. Congratulations, you two. Love the show. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Trending, trending third, third on what? There's no way YouTube's got us trending. No way. Mediocre political podcast. <laughs> Late time Eastern. Um, thank you, TNT. Uh, Justin Bernard. All these Antifa mods need to start burning social justice crosses on people's lawns to go full circle. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, keep doing God's work. We're trying. That's what we're doing here. God's work. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it God's work, but it's somebody's work. Appreciate it. Bad hooligan. Seeing Trump put Acosta in his place was the best thing I've seen in a while. Me too. It made me stand up and cheer. Yes, Matt, I clapped. Fight me. Fine, I'll grant an Acosta exception. But generally, you shouldn't clap. It. We, everyone knows how I feel about this. I don't need to rehash it. Michael Field. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Love from the UK. Proud member of Proud Boys Britannia here. I stay up till 4 a.m. every Sunday to watch you wow. live. Despite you should go to bed. early on Monday. Keep up the good fight. Yeah, that is some devotion. Good yeah, for seriously. you, bro. Thank you. That's uh, this show's not that good. Get some sleep. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It. It's pretty good. It. Yeah, pretty we keep making show. it, don't we? <laughs> you know. Editor MG five for blonde, five for Matt. Good work, guys. Well, thank you. Moron. You it know we be... do a seventy thirty split on this show. Correct. Wage gap. Uh, Ian the that's not actually says, true. As Owen way. Benjamin so you... put it, Trump went hmm. what? Sorry. I was just clarifying. That's not actually true. We do. We oh do, no, in no, fact. no! I didn't mean. To I talk. in fact cuck on the money split. He does. Yeah. And he's so honest that I literally have never checked it ever, not once. You should. <laughs> why? You should check my accounting. No, why? Because I, I would, do it. <laughs> I would die of shock, and I'm pretty sure I would lose faith in humanity if I found out that you were cheating me out of money. I I've just... mentioned it before, but when there's an odd number to split, I give you the extra penny. Oh, my God. That's 100% you? true. You can check it out. That touches <laughs> my heart. It really yeah. does. That is so sweet. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, Buy me a Tootsie Roll next time we hang out. And you do so much more work than I do on the show, too. Well, as we saw uh, earlier in the show, the second you disappear, suddenly I've been neutered. <laughs> I have no uh, I have no ability to. No, I mean, I, if, if I went into a stream like this intending to do it by myself, I have a feeling I could produce something. But when you disappear and it's unplanned, it's like a terrorizing, it's a terrifying like Who's going to say racist things that I yeah, have to where's disavow? The, where's the spice, man? All I got <laughs> is, um, you know, it's just boring, like plain vanilla. You're the sugar, though. You're the sugar. I, I suppose, yeah. Um, Ian, the Berean says, as Owen Benjamin put it, Trump went from president to man in the moment. He stepped away from the mic. Mm. Acosta went soy and immediately sat down. Even the lefty ladies were laughing in the background. They were laughing at him, yeah. He can command a room, that man. HR, your boy Charback again needed to share this with someone. My girlfriend is a waitress. Just sent me a video of her cleaning up her section at the end of the night. One of her patrons lost NNN at her table. I don't know what I'm. I'm not. I don't know what that last part means. Me neither. We're probably stupid. Let me know in the live chat. But yeah, thank clarify you, if you can. Appreciate it. Um. 
Big LC, some guy tried to stop the terrorist during his stabbing spree by pinning him with a shopping cart. Absolute legend. Many great memes where memes were made yeah. from it that I forgot to send to you guys. Uh, I, I, Good for him. I mean, I guess I'd like to see them. I hate to... There is an element of humor in it. I hate to laugh at this kind of shit, though, because it's like we're, we're trying to stop Islamic knife-wielding attackers with shopping carts. This is, this, is this, this, is what, this is what we are now. Okay. No Nut November? So she had to clean oh. up jizz? Is that what you're telling me? No, it's No Nut November. One of her patrons lost No Nut November. Oh, a lot. I don't understand kids these days. Are you telling are you me that he me? ended No Nut November on the table? Because that would definitely mean what you're talking about. Great show. Yeah, all right, show. cool. <laughs> um... Mick Scales says, as the police uh, not shoot right away, is that they have to consider what would happen if you miss simply pulling out a gun, at least for a concealed and carry will put you in court. That's insane. Well, there that is a consideration. I understand that. But but if the intent is to disarm or, or, or you know, eliminate the threat by force, there's got to be a way you can line up a shot quicker than they did. I mean, this was this was like. I don't know. What is, what's that like? Um, what's that British comedy bit where they're just chasing people around through all the rooms with the music? It felt like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why are you guys just running around aimlessly? Shoot yeah. him. Shoot they him. A, lot of opportunity. a shopping cart. I mean, come on. Yeah. Ordinary citizens shouldn't have to resort to stuff like this. Quizzical says, I feel kind of bad about it, but I replayed the knife attack footage with uh, Yakety Sax in the background. Is that what I was? That, I think that's what I was just talking about. Is that the song? <laughs> Let me find it. The jump cuts made it. <laughs> let me see let me see is th- this is the song right okay let's see if I- yeah this is this is the song yeah that's ex- i should have edited the footage with that music you're exactly right <laughs> real missed opportunity yeah uh dangerous spaces jim acosta is bad at his job there's a way to to air your personal beliefs but under the cover of journalism he just came out and said you're wrong for these reasons can't even journalism right yeah, Ain't that the truth. Beaner eighty one twenty seven just found about Latin X. Uh, apparently, Spanish is too sexist with gender pronouns, so they put an Correct. X to make it gender neutral. I don't want SJWs cry racism when people talk about border security. That's absurd. Yeah. Um, Jay Edgar, look at me. I'm Jim Acosta. Look over here. Look at me. <laughs> Get out of our chat, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I know, right? Uh, Russell Miller. One of you is beautiful and one not so much. I'll let you figure it out. Which is which, but both of you make a lot of sense. Thanks Could for be the either. information and entertainment. Could be either or. I'll I am the you beta. Be the um, let me reload, but I think we might be good. Sure, we just got a couple of streamlines too before we get out of here. Oh, so, we got uh, one left. Ashar, go for it. to clarify, the prevailing theory is that he received a hand job under the table. Yes, she had oh. to sweep that up. Sorry about the confusion. Thanks, for, thanks for the clarification. Gotcha. Ah. That's a bad that's, job. That's unfortunate. Yikes. Walsey says, fun show. Great job. Thank you. Grant says Acosta should have been thrown out when he tried to tank the North Korean summit. Blonde, have you reached out to Martina Marcota yet? I sent you an email reminder, Matt. Uh, how about the Discord suggestions? You didn't answer that from my last message. I'm sorry. I, I can't. <laughs> I, a super chat contribution is not a guarantee to get an answer. We we do try, but once I take off my headphones, I'm like, okay, and then it just immediately just leaves my mind. Sure, I'm blonde. What's your excuse, man? <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show, man. Uh, Big Ed said, 
I'm too enraged to comment on any of these topics you've touched uh, on tonight, so I'll just say you two are great and I love the show. Also, Red Dead Redemption 2 needs a few Muslims being burned or lynched just to make it perfect. Well, geez, uh, what a... How dare you? How absolutely dare you? What a super chat to close on. My goodness. Okay. Uh, That's all I got. We're sitting at over a two and a half hour show, though, so I suppose we should probably get out We were number three on live trending, but I don't know what the fuck that is, so... That's YouTube promotion, isn't it? You're telling me YouTube promoted this show? There must be a... I don't believe that, because we only hit 3,500 live viewers. It's possible that it's just a down night for streaming. I mean, we've we've hit something like, you know, 800. I think the record's like 4,300, something like that. Huh. So, you know, it's not the record, but you know, it's possible we're one of the larger on YouTube. I don't know. Anyway, let's get the hell out of here. Appreciate everybody's um, support for the show and apparently helping us trend on YouTube tonight. Supporting us in the super chat, keeping us on track in the live chat, making sure we're on track with the facts as best as we can be. Much appreciated. Uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or uh, on an audio format on demand appreciate you kind uh, appreciate you uh, as well thank you kindly for supporting the show uh, if you're looking for more of the show because who can get enough of this quite frankly there is more of it uh, on the audio platforms uh, Apple Podcasts Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you and you can email us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next Sunday because uh, if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. <laughs>